And we are live. We are live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of 2023's Nerdy Up North's podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And we are joined by a cacophony of nerds this evening. <laughs> um, I can see, I, th- I feel a bit sorry for Sam, because I feel like she's being ganged up a little bit on the, the male presence, shall we say. But I can handle it. <laughs> it's not the first time she's had five guys, so let's see. <laughs> Mm. Amateur. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we are joined by the lovely Goodwill, the lovely Jake, uh, the amazing Graham, and the lovely Grant. So, Aww. yes, I'll, I'll be nice to you all for once. So I'll not be a dick this time. <laughs> it's a new year. Be, it's a new year and new, new Paul. Year, new Paul. <laughs> yes. And, and a big hello to everyone in the chat and everyone who's joining us on the podcast this night. Uh, we did do this last year and it was uh, a really big success, I, w- I believe. I think it was, uh, I it was. The, the end year review of 2001, uh, 2001, 2021. I'm going back in time. My good God, Paul. To be fair though, I, to say, I am 40 now, so I, I can be a little bit like short, absent mind and shall we say, and, <laughs> and let's just put this out. I am heavily medicated tonight, so it's all good. <laughs> hey, medicated Paul. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so uh, we are going to do an end-year review. So I don't know if Sam wants to start us off with her lovely um, saying that was on the BBC, just to kick oh, it off, because we are going to have just... certain opinions and stuff today. Yeah. yeah, okay. So everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you would like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. Uh, what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Well done. Well done. <laughs> and, and I didn't have to look at a piece of paper this week. <laughs> oh, Finally, it sunk in. After you freaked out the other way, goes in. I've said it so long, I've forgotten it. What is going on? Generally <laughs> did. <laughs> but yes. Um, 2022. What 2022. a year. <laughs> it was certainly a year. <laughs> yes. But not to talk about happens. the things we've watched and seen so far, but for the group and for the podcast, we have mm. hit many milestones. We blew away all our targets by August, I believe, yeah. that we wanted to hit by the end of the year. So it's kind of been on a upward trajectory and it's just trying to keep it that way as well. But there's been a lot of highlights, like hitting the 100th episode, um, getting to talk about the Goonies a lot being on the BBC as well uh, and doing our first ever live performance in front of actual a room full of nerds was an experience and a half. And It was definitely something. <laughs> and we didn't think we would ever do anything like this as well. Like being when, when Sam brought the idea, because I just wanted to write articles and say, I like Goonies, I like Jaws, I like these yes. movies. <laughs> Sam was like, we've got to do this. This will be so much fun. And I was like, no, it's not. Yes. yes, it will. I did really force his hand pretty much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the past 109 episodes. <laughs> Thank you for that goodwill. Yes, but we have had like see a lot of people <laughs> join us like along the way as well. Because I know, um, like I, say, I think it was this time last year when we created Team Podcast. Or it was around about around this time. This yeah. time that we decided that we were, it wasn't just going to be me and Sam and things. It was going to be things. So I think Jake and Grant were one of the, first on board 
Uh, like I said, I didn't even get the question out, and they were like, "Yes, yes, yes." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like I think like everything, we don't really announce things very well. Like, kind of like the, the news kind of just comes out at the end of random podcasts every other week. <laughs> but yeah, it probably was around about the start or end of the year. That feels like a good time to start a team. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then we gathered a goodwill on the way. Um, kind of like since the the meetup, he kind of come out of his shell and decided he wanted to be a little bit more vocal, shall we say? Yeah, we that acquired was, a goodwill. Um, <laughs> that was that was thanks to Jake because I think you you came to me didn't didn't you? Paul? You said, "Oh, no, oh why?" <laughs> well, that's in me. That's another thing. <laughs> um, you uh you posted a comment on one of my photos and said, if you ever do a Star Trek episode, would you consider it? And I was like, and like immediately after about seven panic attacks, I was like, yes. And then Jake, the nerdy Jesus, the Messiah, um, came down from the heavens with angelic music and said, look, if you shit yourself, join the Twitch team. And that, you know, it's, it's, it was such a, a turning point for me. Because mm-hmm. I had zero confidence in doing any of that. And I'd never, oh. ever thought I'd do that. And, like, Jake sort of, like, got me on the right track. I knew you had it, didn't you? It was like, <laughs> I was like the the Sam Jackson coming with the Avengers Initiative folder. <laughs> oh, he did. He had an eye patch and everything. Boy. <laughs> the he, Twitch he team. Sat initiative. down, yeah. He's oh, like, eye patch. That, that's 2023. <laughs> I think we're going to get an eye patches. <laughs> when, when Jake goes full heel. Um, <laughs> but... I do feel a little bit bad when you mentioned the Star Trek episode because our new member, newest member of the team, did actually send me a message uh, a few days or like before that actual episode, <gasps> yeah. asking to be on it as well, Graham. Oh, Graham! <laughs> oh, you muted Graham. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't been hearing my inane laughter for this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was, it's so weird where I just go like, oh, I'm not a massive Star Trek fan. And then I'm just like, oh, and then you'll just reel off all these names and stuff and be like, oh, well, you know, I know the entire Dominion War and oh, I can remember every <laughs> single Alien Race from Voyager. And you're like, oh, <laughs> maybe I'm a massive nerd. You're that nerd. You so, are yeah. that nerd. You had an awakening. <laughs> well, like, can I just say, I'm looking at the actual video and I've, I've never said this to a man before, Paul, but could you pull out a bit? <laughs> I, my face is massive. I'll, <laughs> lean back. I'll do my best for you, Graham. But I'll be honest because <laughs> it's, it's, it's time for Graham's close up, shall we say? <laughs> is it time for my close up? <laughs> I did actually try and make. I did actually try and make it a little bit uh, less invasive than before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am the crying of the podcast. I That's accept. two Paul innuendos in the last five minutes. <laughs> That's right. it's, it's all in your endo. Don't worry. The tone of the night, Goodwill, like, grandson. He hasn't grandson said anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, the audio listeners. <laughs> Grant is here. <laughs> yes. Um, like I said, I know Grant's been pretty much a mainstay since he made his debut on the Halloween. Like Since then, it was, it's was it been more harder to keep Grant off the podcast than keep him on the podcast. If that... <laughs> I love when Grant's on. He's so insightful. Because every time there's like an, an emergency or something like that, it's like, oh shit, we've had people pull out for tonight. It's like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> um, to be fair, was... to be fair, you never have to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> no, you know, just yeah. when you wrote about recruiting me and Jake, it's like you sent me that message asking me to be part of the team. And it's like the highlight of the only episode I've done so far was turning Sammy on by talking about poo. I, I can I can maintain that tone <laughs> for as long as I have to. If the problem is here, then you know. Yeah. Was that last year? That was, was last year, yeah. Well, no, it was a year before. Yeah, it was before. Halloween before, yeah. That uh, he talked on about right. the human centipede, and Sammy was like, "This is making me hot." Not in the way that they were, they were thinking. Yeah, but, you meant uh, nauseous. Then, <laughs> I understood. Yeah, uh, thanks, Jake. <laughs> That's a friend. <laughs> you are all employees now. There's no friendship here. Yes, boss. bread for bread for us now. <laughs> but yes. Um, so yeah, it has been interesting. Yeah, like. Again, I know we did touch on this for the 100th episode, but I think it'll be a nice little thing to re- go back over a little bit, um, just so there's not as much chaos on this one as it was the 100th episode. Um, what would you say was would be a, your highlights being a part of the, uh, say, a team podcast, shall we say, a team nearly up north this year? So we'll go with Jake first. I'll throw yeah, I think so. I think... <laughs> I mean, for me, it was just uh, riding that good Nerdy Up North Brandon into some kind of modicum of Twitch success. We've had two payouts this year, <laughs> which Yay! is amazing. And thanks to all the regulars who pop in, like Lee and Beth and uh, and Chris. But uh, yeah, we, we definitely couldn't do it without people watching because that would be mm. weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know, like, it, the, the streaming thing's weird because sometimes you feel like nobody is watching and then a couple of weeks you'll just get a random stream you weren't even excited about and end up with like sort of 20 30 people dropping by and you're kind of like oh okay it doesn't matter how much i plan things this is kind of random <laughs> but no it's been fun it's only gonna get stupider in 2023 <laughs> yes yeah. um that's the scary thing like keeping up um with the madness uh what about <laughs> you grant what would you say your highlight uh, I've really enjoyed the Twitch stuff as well. Um, it's quite ironic. Oh my much. god, what about us? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, people will be watching, oh, that's weird, says the guy. Uh, I've sat there for four hours last night literally talking to myself. Um, <laughs> but no, one of the highlights for me did, um, like, that kind of like, oh, I'm, you know, I've, I've done something quite special, came out of one of the, the random Twitch streams where I didn't have that many people watching it. And then mm. I logged into Twitch like a week and a half later and it had done over a hundred views. And I was kind mm. of like, oh, okay. So maybe the stuff that I'm doing, people prefer to watch after the fact because mm. I just go off on one about mythology and topics and all of that kind of thing. So it was like, oh God, how the fuck am I going to keep this pace up? I've exhausted <laughs> all of the shit that I know in the first, um, the first broadcast. And remember, you do stream quite late at night and like we're all like <clears throat> at least in our 30s for nerdism in the, the Nerdy Up North group. So, yeah. uh... <laughs> I do tend to end up on there on the twilight hours. Everyone's in bed. <laughs> yeah, you no know, problems sleeping and all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you know, there's... As far as the episodes is concerned, like the, the podcast itself, I wouldn't say that there's been one particular highlight of it because I really, really love coming on here and chatting shit with you guys. Um, so the, it's 
you know, most of the stuff that I talk about on the podcast, I've forgotten about it by 10 minutes after I've come off the episode. He's so, so insightful. <laughs> <laughs> I think that last uh, Ninja Turtles cast, which was quite a recent one, uh, mm-hmm. I think that was like, that had some good energy. And I think all of us just realized that the total, like, Turtles knowledge has seeped into our brain without really knowing, <laughs> kind of like what Graham was saying before with Star Trek. Like, Oh yes, back to Stockman. <laughs> Rat King. It's just all in there, rattling around. <laughs> yeah, it never leaves you. It never leaves you. <laughs> and that that's a good little segue. So Graham, I know you're pretty new to the team as well, but you've been part of the community for the get go, really, from the start. But yeah, like over the last crazy. year. Yeah, for the last year, what would what would you say the highlights? Even if, if not the nerdy up north, but like your own streaming? Because I know you do uh like say like to play your silly games like the the, the duck uh, the DuckTales one the other night was hilarious. <laughs> That's it. It's just like, it's this thing of just going, I'm really bad at this, but then like, <laughs> just like exiting out of the game just to go back to the start screen to listen to the DuckTales theme again. <laughs> just because they made this proper banging version of it for the video game. You're like going, yeah, let's just listen to that again. <laughs> That's why you got to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> they took it down because it was just too funky. But, um, <laughs> I had no in streaming terms, bizarrely. It was probably like low. What, what it is though, when you do something obscure and you play an obscure game, you get these crazy, and by crazy, I mean amazing, like, uh, crazy, like fans who just come out of the woodwork and then they're like uber fans. And hmm. yeah, and like I played XCOM Terror from the Deep from like 1995, I think. And you got so many people just coming along being like, oh, I love this game kind of thing and offering advice and stuff. And like, and it really felt engaging, engaging where you were just like, oh, they're chatting to me and stuff. And then like Legacy of Kane, like Blood Omen Legacy of Kane, loads of people who were part of this elite Legacy of Kane fan base and stuff were like coming on and chatting about stuff and telling me things I never knew about the game. And, to, and then even they invited me to like this Discord where they're talking about it and the guy who created it is there. <laughs> you know, the, the, oh, wow. the, yeah, the, the guy who created it, the guy who was like, you know, the head of Silicon Knights and stuff, who was like behind Eternal Darkness and too human, but let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you're just going, this is weird that I can just send a message and he can see that. You know, it's... Wait, do you mean Dennis died? Yeah. And oh I'm my just god, like, he's I'm he's sure a, he's came out of a bit of a NFT he, criminal lately as well. He's a psycho. <laughs> I gotta say, he is crazy as fuck. But you just go, you are amazing. No, it's yeah. just like you created all these amazing things. So there's yeah. obviously something amazing there, but I, I think he might kill someone somewhere someday. He <laughs> sounds lovely. You want to be a witness. No. Um uh, yeah, no, but in terms of nerdy up north, like um uh, I think I really liked the paranormal episode because I thought that was really interesting. Like for me, being such such an incredible skeptic, like an open minded skeptic, but a skeptic, mm-hmm. and then sort of having people like Beth on it who were very much mm-hmm. believers. And I thought it was yeah. quite good to have this sort of like neutral environment where we could talk about stuff without it like resorting to argument or something yeah. like that. Of being yeah. like, oh, you totally believe in this. Uh, yeah but i think you can get your you can get your tone across can't you whereas if you wrote that in a comment like a question like are you making fun of me though (laughs) that episode was so good you were very inquisitive yeah it was very Uh he was just very good at open conversation and it was such a like it was like breathtaking to see like on the internet well i think the funny Uh well doing the um girl podcast actually i'm going to represent while i'm here Hold on, yeah. if I can stand up properly. I've got my girl podcast. <laughs> Girlglobal.com. Hey. 
which is the LGBT plus podcast I do. And we sometimes have guests on there where you don't agree with them, but you're not really allowed to disagree. And you don't really want to be in this forum of being like, I think that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So So you kind of learn to be like, oh, what an interesting point of view. Please elaborate more rather than going... Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't agree. And I have learned that since doing Nerdy Up North, because that, like, say, uh, the stuff I was involved with beforehand, it was kind of like very aggressive and like a lot of arguing for the sake of arguing or just to see reactions. And it was just basically trying to learn different people or different reactions to different people and how people don't always come across well. Or it's just like asking more questions rather than just saying that person's been a dick. Because, like, I'll be honest, there has been a lot of people banned from the group just because I thought he's been a bell end. But most likely, when we've got on and talked to people, like, um, I think one of the big people, like, I'll not say his second name, but a lad called Carl on the group, he sometimes comes very opinionated and mm-hmm. it can come across. But I don't think it's come from a bad place. I think, it, like, he's, I think he's actually said he has, like, say, mental health issues and yeah. stuff like that. But then learning from that and then treating people yeah. differently from the way I would I, have I, normally. And it's it's like a learning curve, I think, for a lot of things. I think I think that's a difficult thing, because obviously as nerds and stuff, we're very passionate about what we're passionate about. Oddly, yeah. the stupid yeah. you know, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, like we're very passionate about stuff. But then you have people who don't really have the social expertise to kind of convey stuff without it seeming confrontational or without it seeming like that. And there's not, you know, and it's the whole point of going, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like we can't all be sort of like, you know, fucking Wayun from Deep Space Nine. Way, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we can't all be like these amazing sort of like, uh, you know, like sort of charismatic things or whatever. But it's this idea mm. of going, but you're still valid, you know. Yeah. And it's that thing of not jumping to the bait. So when you get someone mm. online who might seem slightly aggressive, you're not immediately going. You're an absolute dickhead. You know, you kind of just go, you just don't know how to express yourself with yeah. typed words very well. You know? I, come, I come from a background. I come from a background of um, review writing for comic books. And I learned very quickly how to convey in writing the not shitting on things. <laughs> with- like, like, really, I learned to convey, like, I don't like this, but I'm not shitting on it. So I kind of learned very quickly on how to do that because you do get a lot of backlash when you don't agree with people on some things. And I've had a lot of backlash on the internet over my time. To be fair, though, I think my, my tolerance changed when we done the orgasmo review. That, like, <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn and try and take points and stuff. But again, let's not go over that you shit very, show again. You were very respectful. <laughs> That's the yes. best word I can describe in that episode. You were very respectful. So not leaving Goodwill out. So Goodwill, <laughs> what about you, sir? Wow. Um... <laughs> if like you said a kiss, you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> also, Whatever he pond- says, it was the kiss. <laughs> while you're pondering Goodwill, the comments, <laughs> Lee's been pointing out that you've had the most kindness in the last 15 minutes of this podcast than you ever did in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. We're turning over a new leaf. <laughs> we are. We are. It's nice, it's nice to have the love for once, isn't it? <laughs> oh, go um, on. Sorry, Goodwill. You whore. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, I mean, 2020, like I said earlier on, 2022 was, like, I wouldn't say not being dramatic. It was life-changing in an, to an extent. Um 
I came out of my shell. Uh, I thought you were going to say something else there, sorry. You're going to put them back you in the shell. <laughs> yeah, you need a timeout, you, Paul, I'm telling sorry. you. Uh, <laughs> 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 it was... Um, no, it was it was it was a turning point for me. Um, I was always very. I had no confidence in myself. I would never ever have thought I'd be able to twitch on, you know, and, and Twitch stream and be on podcasts and everything like that. And I'm slowly getting there. Um, you I do. Think, you do so well. I, I think I, you know, I'm I'm trying my best. I, life's been outside of nerdy up north. Life has been mental and crazy and unpredictable and as a man who desperately loves a routine and loves to have schedules, it's been very hard. Uh, so this year I'm aiming to like twitch more uh, on my own and with Jake um, awesome. and, and just with everything else that we've got looking for, you know, we've got going on in 2023 uh, with Nerdfest and, and, and SunnyCon and stuff like that. It's, it's, ve- it's, it, it's been a long time since I've been optimistic about the future and positive about the future. And it's a weird feeling to go, oh, shit, I'm actually looking forward to April. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to that. And it's it's <laughs> such a refreshing mindset change um, because, you know, not a lot of people know. I, I do have mental health issues. I'm, I'm bipolar. Um, and you got you lot, you know, apart from Paul, sometimes bullying me. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking deserve but it. <laughs> you lot, you lot have helped me recover and be a better person. Good will stop. We're not having it in the mission yet. <laughs> We've been on not even twenty minutes. Man. Well, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to hope you're happy with yourself. Goodwill. <laughs> this is the I'm... second time you've done this. But. No. Oh. No, no. Now we just need somebody to take a top off and get the thing. It's going to happen in a minute. But you guys, but you guys, you guys have. I have got to know every single one of you over the year, year and a half, and it's just been fucking amazing. And getting to use skills that I learned at uni that I paid fucking money for all those years ago, finally, is so. Fucking rewarding. Excuse my French, but I just saw. Yeah, good. Will, good. Will you've just made Kelly wee? Yeah, yeah. Well done. What is it with you people and fluids? <laughs> Seriously, keep your fluids within you. But no, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunities that you guys have, have given me, and I hope that I can just. I just stop you there for a second. Stop you for a second. It's not opportunities we've given you. It's opportunities you've taken. That's the difference. Yeah. I don't think you realise how charismatic you are, Goodwill. Yeah. Like, I don't think you realise like <laughs> how you know how watchable and how sort of really entertaining are. you are. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't know about that. Go on, take the compliments. Take <laughs> yeah, the compliment, Goodwill. Not take compliments. It burns. Paul is absolutely right. We've we've done nothing. You're the person who gets on and puts the camera on, turns the mic on. You you do all that. Mm. Oh, bless. please take some credit for yourself. Oh, that's what I keep saying I about everyone. That's, everyone does this. Everyone, it, I, th- I think a lot of people think it's easy. It's not because mm. like, as, as we as we saw in other episodes that other people's been on, it, some people are natural. This some people it, it is quite difficult. 
like look at our early episodes. Fuck me, it's painful oh, to watch. No. But yes, um, <laughs> it's not yeah, that uh, painful. It is painful, but it's not that painful. But put your I posh voice was... on for us. Oh, God. I thought <laughs> I was. I've, I've done. <laughs> I've done YouTube before I did this, so I thought I was like a fucking pro until I had mm-hmm. to host my first ever episode last year on mm-hmm. my own without Paul, and I absolutely crumbled. I folded so badly through that episode. It was the alien one. Can you remember, Grant? I do. I, I, I felt like I I felt like I was falling apart because I didn't have... I am always so used to... He is there, always there. But the worst part of it is he was actually, like, nearby somewhere. So he Showing that, that he's, shouting that he's in the chat in, talk about yeah. this now. <laughs> and all I was like... My legacy. So <laughs> like, I've done it from day one. I should be used to this. And I absolutely crumbled at that episode. But that's all going to be put aside for next for this year, even, because I am going out on my own. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, hey, so look out for that one. My God, yeah, it's so I, I, I like, To be now. honest, like, say, the amount of plans we've got for next year, I can't be involved with everything. <gasps> this year. That's, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> thing, I, think, I think last year, that's the big proof for me that, like say, I try to be involved with literally everything to the point where like, I, I nearly quit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, there's been so many times this year I've nearly stopped and right, this is it, I'm done and nearly hung up everything which is strange when you think about it but it's a lot of things get to you but anyway, just, keep, just keeping us on our toes yeah we have a lot of new things coming this year what was, so, you, what was your favourite moment then? Well, I was going to ask you to go next. So no, no you go. Uh-huh. Go on. You, you can't control everything, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I'll do Take my best the lead. Um, it's, it's strange ones. Like as simple as it is, um, like I say the fact that we turn up and do this each week, and we are, and it is still fun. It's never felt like a chore, and it's never been mm-hmm. difficult. Um, uh, that, that's always been the positive. But probably the highlights. Um, I have loved like. As a person, as as a personal side, loved seeing people's confidence grow again. Not to make anyone cry, but like goodwills just come on later bound. Seeing someone like Beth, who can be a little bit aggressive at times, I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> um, but seeing her getting grossed and joining in, yeah. and like and seeing that, and seeing people like Lee getting involved, and people kind of getting attached. That's the thing. Yes. It's not just like once or twice. It's like people are staying around. Like Martin, bless him, he stayed around and. Talk, I even though I talk shit about him all the time just for the fun. Um but he'd do the same to you. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that that's always been like say the thing I've enjoyed and keeps me going each week and seeing people yeah. like um like Donna come out of her shell, like so because Donna is like one of the most nervous people when you put her in front of a camera. But then when you see a grown blossom come out, like it's it's hilarious and so much fun at the same time. Um again, um seeing like connections friendships formed as well that that's things i didn't expect to happen um has come out that way and that's always been a thing but probably the highlight streaming wise um even though it nearly broke us was probably the bank holiday when we did fit Mm. everything in and we did um like the sonic run that (laughs) killed us i've I've never been so angry at a fucking blue little bitch before Um, but then, like I said, doing a community uh, podcast episode where people were just joining that we had no idea who would come on and talk to us. Mm-hmm. Or if people just wanted to show their face. And that was, again, was, was fun. Uh, fun. But then getting new people on the podcast, like seeing Graham and seeing that grow and Sonia. And Sonia's going to be yeah, coming Sonia. back on as well. And like I said, seeing people who 
wouldn't might not get the communication or might not be able to say things that they want to say and giving them a platform and it's just mm-hmm. liberating at times and yeah that's my little diary at there <laughs> oh that was so sweet see you can be nice people um yeah. <laughs> mine probably the same just the, how much we've grown over the last year how how the community's grown how each week when i look in the chat i see familiar names and mm-hmm. I see them every week. And it's so lovely that they, they're kind of like waiting for each other to join. Like you can see them when they're like the first. And I just absolutely love that. When it comes down to podcasts, me, one of my favorite moments will always be Charlotte getting her happy birthday. <laughs> um, that absolutely, I have never felt so warm and fuzzy in my entire life. I didn't want to cry, but me insides were bursting. Um, can, and I say, can I say what they're like? Professional one here, the one who kept it going during with the celebrity used to fangirling out. <laughs> I was more fangirling out for Charlotte uh, than anything back, else. Uh, the wanderer over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I've absolutely loved the when we've done Phantasmophobia. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. like me and Donna raving out when nobody was watching was one of my best moments ever. I absolutely adored that. Me and Donna raved in that uh, sanitarium <laughs> <laughs> and it was brilliant so i've re- i have enjoyed doing what i have done in twitch yeah so yeah we got a lot of mileage out of that game a game i don't particularly like <laughs> no, <laughs> but, you, but you take really well i like you guys jake <laughs> <laughs> just goes oh does someone fucking kill us already <laughs> but yeah so i can get something so. interesting on stream for the, the people watching that's normally either me or Goodwill screaming like a girl, so that's always fun. <laughs> um, but yes, I think that like say, the mushy stuff out of the way, so we can start yeah, talking about the real, the real subjects and like the real reason we're here as well, is because <laughs> um, there has been a lot of content like given us in the last year. Yep. I wouldn't. It's been a lot to take in, but what would you say? Because we'll do it like I'll try and be a bit more organised this time. So we'll go with movies first. So. Um, We'll we'll talk about like other highlights, but what would you say would you was your favorite movie of two thousand twenty two? So I'll go to Sammy first. We're going last last time. What? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't do this. <laughs> what? what? No. Um, no. Um, I was me back Wahlberg and What? No. <laughs> um, I really, really, really loved uh, Black Phone. Mm-hmm. There was something about that film that absolutely gripped us. That um. Yeah, oh god, I, there'll be others that come up, and I just generally like I can't remember. No, it was I, yesterday. I, I, it was a no, it was a brilliant. Like when I remember watching it, it was one of the ones I missed on the cinema. But when it, as soon as it came out streaming, yeah, um, like say I watched it on the dodgy box, dodgy up north. Um, it it is a very old school ghost story type tale, yeah. and I thought I was very entertained. I was all for it for that movie. I loved it. I absolutely adored it. Um, I thought it was nice compactful it wasn't long Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. in it the characters in it were incredibly entertaining like I was just drawn to it but one that we actually watched last night that I thoroughly enjoyed so much was nope and I think I sound Mm -hmm. like an absolute tit when I'm saying it so I do apologize nope (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. nope um we watched it last night and there was some bits of it that I didn't quite get until after it was finished yeah, and then it just made it like even it was it was like when I watched Candyman, mm-hmm. um, 
when that first came out it wasn't until after the fact and I was talking about it I was like oh my god oh I get things so much better now and then it made it more it, it made it more enjoyable yeah. after the fact but no, I, really really stood out for us last night I really enjoyed that no, I really enjoyed Nope as well. I like the characters. I think the characters were very likable. Yeah. I think that's a, a problem with a lot of movies or TV shows do lately. They don't make the cast likable anymore. So you don't yeah. really get like engrossed. But yeah. Absolutely. They made them very intriguing and the message as well. So I mm-hmm. didn't I didn't get the whole monkey bit. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand what that what what reference and why weren't we going back to that? And it wasn't until afterwards and me and Anth were talking and I was like, oh my it's the the whole message of the whole film is the 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 danger of trying to tame wild animals, <laughs> and I was like, oh god, yeah, that makes so much more sense now. Like I get it, <laughs> but I was absolutely convinced that what was in the sky was a hat. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, I generally <laughs> oh. thought for about a half an hour that what was in the sky was a hat. Right, very interesting yeah. take. Yeah. What about what about you, Grant? What would you say the movie of the year for you? I mean. <clears throat> This year for me, I've, there's not really been a lot movies-wise that has dropped my jaw or anything mm-hmm. like that. I think it's definitely been a year for TV for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one that I was really, really looking forward to, and I think they got so much of the imagery so right. A little bit of a uh, prop for it. <laughs> so, 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 Put that so, down. that. <laughs> it does come apart as well i got this for my birthday <laughs> yeah. but um yeah um obviously i'm a massive fan of the hellraiser franchise and i've been wanting to see something happen with that franchise that would re-energize it for probably about as long as i can remember because hellraiser in the last sort of well 20 years has sucked major balls with everything that they've put out there was you know a slight kind of moderate kind of blip up with Hellseeker. um hang on are you suggesting that bloodlines wasn't a cinematic masterpiece i'm I'm afraid so mate um as as many oscars as it won (laughs) they were justified but um yeah you know sorry i'm going off a little bit there but yeah i wanted to see Hellraiser get reimagined without leaning so much on what had come before it. Mm-hmm. And while I don't think the new Hellraiser did it perfectly, it got, especially from an imagery perspective, it is absolutely beautiful in its horror. Mm-hmm. They've got so much of it so, so right. Um, yeah, it was a little bit 13 Ghosts with a puzzle box, um, but it was nice to see, you know, we see it in the group all the time and you see it on the internet all the time. Oh no, remakes. Why don't they come up with good ideas? And it was like, if you're so creative, if you come up with an idea, you fucking cunt. Otherwise leave it, the, <laughs> leave it the hell alone. Yeah, um, Grant, fucking tell them. Well, the, the hostility towards remakes mm-hmm. really, really pisses me off because nobody gets angry about reimaginings of Romeo and Juliet. Nobody gets angry about reimaginings of Taming of the Shrew. You I don't, don't think anyone gets excited about them, though. <laughs> <laughs> I get what I get. I get what I know, from ten it. things I hate about you is Taming of the Shrew, and that is an yeah. absolute masterpiece. But even looking at literature, you know what I mean? You get an updated version of Dracula, you get an updated version of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and nobody yeah. bats an eyelid. So why get angry about people reworking what were phenomenal creative mm-hmm. ideas? 
for the modern generation. I was speaking to Jacob about this the other day. Um, not this Jacob, my son Jacob. Um, and it's like there's certain elements of older films that need an update. You know what I mean? If the modern generation are going to be able to bond with it, you look at certain situations in horror films and it's like, well, why don't they just use the mobile phone? You know what I mean? Because they yeah. were made before the advent of yeah. mobile phones, before the advent of the internet. So these things do need to be updated for a modern... They don't have to be updated, but mm-hmm. if they are going to get updated for a modern take, then they should be treated exactly the same way that you do see an updated version of Frankenstein or Dracula or Sherlock Holmes or way, 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 way back into the realms of, you know, mythology and fairy tale folklore. Um, you know, I've, there was one popped up on Netflix the other day and I'm really, really buzzing about it. There's a version of The Devil and the Blacksmith, um, oh, wow. which is the that's the folklore tale that you're um, you're selling your devil at the crossroad, uh, selling mm-hmm. your soul to the devil cool. crossroad yeah. thing comes from like 8,000 year old uh, fairy tale or something like that. It's like, you know, there's the oldest story in existence that's been documented and it's been done to death. And nobody gets angry at Robert Johnson, so don't get angry at Pinhead. <laughs> Rant over. Sorry. <laughs> He's only done it once before, and it was an absolute belter of a rant. So well done, Grant. It was the yeah. alien one. That was it and cats this time. What about you, Jake? What, what would you say your movie highlight of the year? Uh, like th- this has been like I would say like a real bad year for like movies for me. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm honestly happy that other people have been enjoying themselves. So like, I'd probably have to say it's like the Batman and that was like way early on yeah, in the year was. as well. Yeah. Um, it's one of your top two to be fair. Yeah, yeah. But that's just cause like, I'm like a huge Batman fan as I know some of you mm. are here too. Um, and I haven't really liked a, like properly liked a Batman movie for like a long time. Cause I wasn't too sold on Christian Bale. Like I don't like super serious Batman. And I think this one, has potential to go too serious, but also like the showed enough flashes of like weird comedy, mm-hmm. like that part where he's like thumb drive. <laughs> <laughs> like there was jokes in it, and there was yeah. like there was jokes at like the Riddler's expense about him being an incel and being like he's got he's got three hundred followers on this account, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. It's like it's got potential to be like to have a little bit of that fun. Because, like, Batman's, like, a sarcastic, like, bastard half of the time in, like, the comics mm-hmm. and, like, the old cartoons and stuff. But, um, obviously, I've got no idea where DC's going now, but they usually keep Batman on his own, like, movies-wise. Yeah. Um, I think they've said they're going to keep the Joker and the Batman completely separate to what yeah. what is going on. Well, what the fuck's going on, but... And, like, I uh... like Batman in Justice League, but I feel like you need Batman with a history in Justice League. Like, you can't just have, like, his... Uh, a new mm-hmm. Batman. I think you need a one where people know, and he can mm-hmm. make like a reference to the Joker and Superman, and be like, "Oh yes, I heard about that on the news." <laughs> like you know, <laughs> like you need a bit of like history, so they can take the time on the Justice League, I guess. But yeah, that was yeah. probably the only. I haven't had many cinema experiences this year, but that was probably like the mm-hmm. most fun. I think the only other things I've seen is Thor, <laughs> um, <laughs> Love and Thunder. Um, and then the One Piece movie, which seeing anime in the cinema was uh, an experience, but mm-hmm. uh, the Batman was was better. <laughs> no, certainly. I think what was quite satisfying for me, for my liking for the Batman, was the shit it was getting online before even anyone had seen it, just yeah. because of the cast and because of like what was seen in the trailers. That was like, oh, emo Batman, and like it's gonna like, so that. But 
I love the film noir style. Like it was a very gritty eighties version, like the eighties yeah. comics for me. And the sound of the Batman Batmobile will live for me. Like I'm not really a big car person. Like I, 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 like I'm not the biggest fan of cars, but the Batmobile, that sound and that just ferociousness. Uh, that's the way the Batmobile should be going forward. Because if you want to scare fit and and cause terror. That coming after you, there's nothing scarier to me. Uh, but yeah, I, I, being I ran love... over is scary. <laughs> Batman needs to use that more often. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I think I, out of like, I haven't been to the cinema a lot this year, which is quite unusual um, mm-hmm. for me. Um, but Batman was an experience, and I, an ex- like it didn't. It was a long film, mm-hmm. um, but one that I was quite happy to sit through. I understood I that, that it was long, but I, I, I was really pleased with the outcome. I think, like as well, like you say, like it kept it a secret. <laughs> like mm. we, like we kind of knew runtime, but like we didn't know a lot of what was going to happen. No, so, yeah, no. like Sam, you're totally right. Like when that was like an, a, a bit of an experience seeing that because you're like, oh, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, what the hell's Batman going to do? <laughs> What's going to happen next? But I think that's with runtimes now. With like the advancement in stream and they're, they're not tied down to like the now and a half or under two hour mark anymore. So yeah. films are not really being made for the cinema experience as much as they were previously. It's now for the streaming because people like oh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, for example, people watch that in droves. Um, yeah. I know everyone's going to have different opinion on it, but we're not getting that because it's not this year. <laughs> but, <Okay>. so, <laughs> but I think a lot of people did uh, like warm through it and go, but as I said, the Batman laid great found foundations for what could be, like I say, an interest in more stories for the Bat, Bat yeah. universe. Um, so yeah, that was one of my highlights, totally. Um, what about you, Goodwill? You're looking lost in your train of thought there. I'm... <laughs> I, I'm sort of on the same opinion that 2022 wasn't that great for movies as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I've only got two. Um, Clerks 3, mm-hmm. which destroyed me. Yeah. And uh, completely out of left field, Violent Night. With right. Dennis <laughs> God, yeah. I had I had so much. I'll, I'll, start, I'll start with Clerks 3, though. Yeah. For me, that was the perfect conclusion. To mm-hmm. yeah. the 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 clerks trilogy, mm-hmm. the, the clerks yeah. story, um, mm-hmm. and and I think a lot of people went in to the theaters and and and, and you know started the video and thought this is going to be like clerks one or two. It's going to be a yeah. laugh. It's going to be Absolutely. fun. And then they all left destroyed emotionally yeah. by Kevin Smith. I'm still and not over it. I'm still I'm not, not over it. it. I am still I not could... over it. After it, watching that, I couldn't speak for an hour afterwards. Apart from text Paul saying, I'm broken. The, the <laughs> last time I felt as I felt watching Glow Through was the season, uh, series finale of Supernatural. Mm. And I, I, you know, that that got to me as well. But Glow Street, it was so beautifully done. It was mm-hmm. so, it was not, because, well, I mean, let's be honest, it was a homage to the first Clerks. It was a tribute yeah. to the first. It was a... A remake, shall we say? It was it was clerk. Kevin putting Kevin putting to write what he wanted originally yeah. from Clerks One. Yeah, and it was just a tribute. It was a mm-hmm. thank you to his fans. It was a yeah. tribute to everyone, and I I absolutely loved it. And Violent Night 
<laughs> just popped it. It was one of those, you know, when you're scrolling on Facebook and you just get that random film trailer that just pops up from like whatever studio and you're like, Universal's posted this. And Universal just came out and it was like, oh, it's David Howard. I was like, oh, it's David Howard. And I was watching it and I was like, this is Die Hard and Home Alone on meth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's such and an thought, amazing way to describe it. Yeah. And I, and I was and I sat down on Christmas Eve and I mean I didn't have much hope. And I watched it and I thought, you know what? This is a great switch off movie. It's fun. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's it's it is Die Hard and Home Alone on meth. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was so much fun. I it loved was it. so much fun. I mean, there was there's a few plot holes and the, there's a few bits here and there. And I thought, you know what? Sod it. It's a Christmas mm. movie. And I yeah. think it's going to be a traditional Christmas. I, I want a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, did, apparently yeah. David Harvitz came out and said he wants to do a fight with the Easter Bunny. He wants oh to have, my god, a, 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 yes! He wants, yes. Like, he wants to like have a holiday universe type thing. <gasps> so um, going into each of them. I, I just thought this could be a Stranger Things spin-off. Like, you know, David Harbour didn't fall into the Upside Down. He just falls into a universe where he just emerges Santa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the fact of, it's the fact when you realise he's the real Santa, you're like, because I yeah. generally thought, looking at, like, the trailers and posters, I was like, oh, it's just a, you know, a store Santa getting yeah. into the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's not. It's the real Spoilers, guys. Santa, <laughs> Santa is real. Don't worry, guys. It's fine. I mean, yeah, like, if 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 uh, in Stranger Things they suddenly kill him by accident, any of us could be Santa, as we found out in the Santa Claus. The Santa yeah, Claus in the Upside Down. <laughs> if he accidentally shouts at him for being on the roof. <laughs> My question is, though, when, the film, when did they film this? Because for Stranger Things, David Harbour lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And with this one, he was back to his chubby, happy self. He was bulked. He was proper bulked. Was but bulked. wasn't he bulk for Black Widow? But yeah, but Stranger Things um, came after Black Widow. That was the thing. Could he have can you really trust book? Netflix though? Like um, to CGI people? <laughs> no, that that's that is him. That's but no, I have no idea. But he was <laughs> he was built. Yeah. In, I, I don't want to give too much away of the character, but he is. There's a reason he's built. <laughs> but it's, but uh, it's it's yeah. yeah it, it's it was so much. It was fun, and yes. it it, yeah. it it remind. I mean, obviously, spoilers. There are tributes to Home Alone. Throughout. Yeah, a lot. And and I was more like, violent, oh, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, more violent. Yeah, and more it's realistic. Like, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and it it was just, it was a great switch on. You know, sit there. With a mm. beer, and just have fun, and no. you know, after most of the films this year, it was just great to have a film that was just fun. Yeah, yeah. no, hundred percent, and, and, and that's what I've said before. Before a lot of films that these days now they don't give us like like likable characters, and yeah. most of the characters, well, everyone that you were meant to like in these in that film, you did like, and the people that were arseholes were arseholes. Yeah, so it made like say. It wasn't too complicated and it just made it really enjoyable. So, yeah, no, uh, two good choices. What about you, Graham? I'm going to say a Thatcher's funeral. That was in this year. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a goal. That, that, was, that was last year, but, um, you know, I can still watch it on Pornhub. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really, I'm actually, I'm firstly, I'm very pleased that everyone has said roughly the same things as me. I was scared that I was going to be like, I like all the stuff that everyone hates. And, you know, like everything was terrible. So it's quite good having everyone basically go, it was crap for movies, because it was. Um, mm-hmm. 
No, it, it wasn't. I actually, I just want to give a shout out while I'm here to Gaming Queen, who is one of my crew who has joined the chat. I wondered. <laughs> I, I wondered when yeah, I saw the name. I was like, that, that they've come for Graham. They're, they're a drag queen friend of mine, and they are uh, what is it? A regular on my Twitch stream. Oh, uh, however, they are welcome. saying that their favorite movie was Welcome to Raccoon City. So, going back to what we were discussing earlier, <laughs> discuss, discussing earlier, that's an interesting opinion. Um, <laughs> it's, I will say it's probably the best Resident Evil movie, but that's like saying Jacob Rees-Mogg is my favorite Tory. It doesn't really. Sort of... <laughs> You know, <laughs> who would say Jacob Bruce Moke was the favorite anything? <laughs> I just love the idea because it's just like going, weren't you in the Beano? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's not quite real in this kind of capacity. Like, you try to explain what money is to him, and he's like, what are these strange coins? Is in the Russian city now. <laughs> but, um, Talk about the Jill sandwich. <laughs> oh, well, oh my god! See, yeah, Welcome to Raccoon City was a film that did come out. Um, <laughs> no, uh, bizarrely, um, yeah. The, the problem is basically my favorite films of this year. I only saw it two weeks ago, but the Batman, like you said, the Batman was immense because it was basically seven. It was basically Batman reimagined as seven and. The tension mm-hmm. throughout was amazing. The characterization was amazing. It didn't fall into the same tropes that Batman movies do, where they go, hey, let's just spend two hours doing, like, the origin story. It kind of goes, yeah. yeah, his parents are dead. Yes, they got shot by someone. We know this. We don't need to make that the plot of the movie. And that was perfect. Uh, I'm a bit scared whether... You know, people say that the the last third is disappointing you know where it basically mm. the the action goes up a little bit and i was like i don't know i felt it was justified i felt that it mm. was building to something like that and so it kind of felt okay yeah, it, but a lot of people it, disagree no no you needed that because that's when batman turned from vengeance to hope and i yeah. know they pretty much hit you with like a sledgehammer with it rather than like subtly but sometimes that's not a bad thing and I, and I think it's good because obviously it has kind of Batman realizing that he can't do everything as Batman. Because I think the whole thing is that um, we don't see Bruce Wayne in the film. Bruce Wayne is barely in the film because even when it is, he's not Batman. He is Batman. You know, in that kind of idea of it's still mm. the Bruce Wayne's character is so hidden in in this persona. And he's kind of realizing, oh, I need to be myself in order to do a lot of the things i can't just be a vigilante and i thought that was a really nice little progression throughout the film um mm. i'm interested to see what they do with villains though because like, like you were saying it like jake was saying it's a super serious kind of film and mm-hmm. you just like and you're just going how the hell do you put half the villains in because it's i think it's still too soon to put um razal ghul in I mm. think it's, you know, the Joker, no one wants to see that. We don't want to no, see no. another Batman versus the Joker film. But then you go like, oh, Poison Ivy. How would you do that? It's like, oh, uh, Mr. Freeze. Uh, maybe you could <laughs> well, do that. Mr. You know, it's like... to, well, to be fair, Mr. Freeze is the one that they are talking about at the moment for the sequel. I think yeah. it'd be great. Like, they've got the blueprint. Idea... Yeah, the, from the cartoon show, they've got the blueprint. <laughs> like, Just call right. Paul Dini and be like, can we use your Mr. Freeze like Heart of Ice or whatever story? Yeah, <laughs> it's but, done. The the premise is great, but it's the whole idea of him being half frozen. You know, him sort of <laughs> like being half Yeah, there's like, a okay, supernatural a... element there. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, no one's mentioned it before. Yeah, I don't think, but I actually really enjoyed um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I know it's like a, you know, 
no like i i very much enjoyed it because it was one of these things of i think it gave quite a nice obviously spoilers but if you haven't seen it yet what are you doing with your life i Um, thought that was this year to be honest (laughs) yeah no that was it it was was may it was crazy Um, was it may or was it june or something Um, yeah yeah. i I really enjoyed it because it managed to get all of these plot threads and actually kind of tie them up and the way it Mm -hmm. linked in you know it showed this overarching plan and it worked and when you're looking at like the dc like we're talking about um justice league we're kind of going how can you say you have a plan and yet this happens you know like (laughs) at least with the marvel stuff it's like going oh it might not be the best idea in the world but it you've tied it together fairly well and I thought it was good. I thought it was a great ending for Wanda. Uh, I don't know if she's going to come back, but it was this idea of going, whoa, this really mm-hmm. feels like a conclusion. And yeah, I, I thought it was enjoyable, I, but maybe I, I'm not expecting like, the, the world. I like, no, I liked it. I thought it was very good. I thought Sam Raimi did the best he could. Mm-hmm. Um, he Without, very much... The, yeah, I, I, sorry to cut in there. Just mention Sam Raimi there. The thing that annoys me is the interviews he done Either just as the film was like, said, yeah, I've not watched anything that came before. So, oh, he, he, <laughs> so that was the only thing. Sorry, Sam, I don't get that point now because it, it irritated us about Sam no, Raimi a no, little bit there. Fine. I just, <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. Um, I just, I felt like he, he did the best he could, obviously, now that I know he's not seen anything. Um, and yeah. he did, he put his stamp on it in a way that kind of did fit. I just really <laughs> enjoyed it as a, as just a something to watch. I didn't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've kind of like I'm very much a Marvel fan girl, very much yeah. so. However, since Endgame, I have struggled to get the hype of Marvel mm-hmm. since the end. Like, and the leading up to Endgame was some of the biggest hype I've ever experienced for movie going, and mm-hmm. I've not had that since. I miss it. It's mm-hmm. such a shame that I don't have it anymore. But it's like I don't know. I I I just enjoy Marvel for what it is now. I think that's Marvel clutching at things to try and say we need that end game feeling again, but they've not yeah. where they want, want to rest the hat. They've tried the multiverse saga and it's, it's getting right. That's not where, leading to where they wanted to go. They're going to do the Kang star, story. So that's again tying to certain things. It's all going to lead up to Secret Wars. So when we get like every single Marvel character that's ever been in in ever, like I think I I I wonder though, like the for me the you know we talk about oh Endgame was the pinnacle and stuff, but the fact is I absolutely loved One Division. I thought you know Mm -hmm. we've lost its places Mm -hmm. in times, but I absolutely loved One Division. I loved the various payoffs that you got in Doctor Strange and the Mm -hmm. Multiverse of Madness. That like, and I thought that was like expertly done, and also um. Uh, Spider-Man Far Far From Home where you're just going like, no, No Way Home, sorry. And you're yeah. just going like, whoa, like I really loved these films, but maybe I'm not sort of, you know, expecting too much. I'm just going like, yeah. oh, what a clever... Yeah. No, but it, but <laughs> when we see films, like we see like Opera Air, Welcome to Raccoon City, and it's just going, oh, here's a film that doesn't know how to use this many characters. Why does it have this many characters? And then people going, oh, well, it's really difficult to do that. And then you see something like No Way Home and you're like... <clears throat> Oh, oh! You can actually write a yeah. film well enough to manage this many characters. It can yeah. be done. So yeah, but it was nice. I to think see. anyway. Yeah, like I, said, I, I recently went back and rewatched and uh, like No Way Home because I think <laughs> I harshly put it on last year that it was one of my biggest like movie disappointments. Not because wow. I'm not like I'm so invested in Spider Man and like say I love Spider Man like ever since a kid. And I love the two that came before because Tom Holland's portrayal of Peter Parker is everything that I've 
always wanted to see in a Spider-Man movie or like as a live action role. But I think what spoiled it for me was everything that leaked out and all the things that mm-hmm. they put in, there was no surprises in that movie at all. Yeah. So when you watch it, it was like, oh, and I watch it again now and I really enjoy the movie. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not slating the movie at all. It's just like when we went, to, when I went to the pictures and saw um, the, the new Ghostbusters, for example, and I was in awe just watching it and experiencing it because you didn't get too much of the film spoiled. Where with Spider-Man, you're like, okay, Tobey Maguire is going to pop up next. Uh, yeah. Andrew Garfield. Um, yeah. You're going to have this little moment. This character is going to come in. And there was no, like, I know you're not supposed to be surprised, but that movie, if you did, if it has done what, what the rumoured were going to do, just bring out a poster, because <clears throat> they weren't even going to bring out a trailer for it. No, they weren't. Uh, and that's and- the most disappointing part of it, because you could pinpoint in the movie, well, this is going to happen, and then this is good. And then you are waiting for everything to come. I had exactly the same experience, because I came out and I was expecting to be, like, having this, like, major experience. Like, you know, we've, we've waited mm-hmm. for the fact that we're going to potentially get three Spider-Mans on one screen. And then that that satisfaction is very much taken away from you very quickly when you realize that, yeah, that is actually happening. (laughs) That is going to happen. (laughs) And I don't know. It was just a weird, weird experience for me. Yeah. But when I watched it back, I really love the film now. And it's entertaining. It does does its job and what what it's it's meant to do. Um, But I think that's the problem with trailers these days now. I know they say they take little bits out of them, like cleverly, but you can actually see where people are missing or people are like, like and stuff yeah. like that. But it, um, it doesn't help that Tom Holland has such a blabber mouth as well. He actually yeah. ruined <laughs> the scene where um, the most, the honestly, the scene that breaks my heart is the Andrew Garfield one where he, he, gra- mm-hmm. he catches Sandia um, and he manages to have his Mary Jane moment. Um, and mm-hmm. he, the the someone asked in an interview, oh, that scene looks like really terrifying. You know, you're falling behind and Tom just turned around and went, yeah, wasn't it that day? I wasn't there. That <laughs> oh, does look no. really... Uh, yeah, so, yeah. And everyone's he, like, oh. oh <laughs> I love the mythology, did. though, of like basically that Tom Holland has to be told lies just so that he doesn't spoil yes. the film because he's such a blabbermouth. Yeah, Definitely. and Mark Ruffalo has to have devices taken away from him when he yes. goes to premieres because yeah, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, live streams yeah. them. Yeah, I remember that. But yes, um... So, like, do you so, guys think that Multiverse of Madness was kind of like, like, it was like Marvel from last year? Like, CG-wise, it was quite impressive, and I didn't really mm-hmm. have any problems with it. But then, like, the TV stuff and, like, Thor, it feels, mm-hmm. like, it feels like it's different. I know it is different crews on every film, but they usually have, like, a cohesive, like, yeah. style. But I feel like the... I mean, we've heard a lot of stuff about the CG. I think that was probably what was disappointing. I think the visuals were off, and I can't really mm-hmm. explain it. Like this year's Marvel stuff has just looked weird, <laughs> and I think it's distracting. Yeah, trying, think... it's like the trying new stuff. Just stick with your formula. It's worked for how many years? For nearly ten years, it worked. You don't need to change a lot. Um, TV saving and crunch, maybe. Yeah, I think it's a lot of the things has been too much of a good thing because we've been clamoring for these things for yeah. years. And again, I can't believe I'm going to be that person to complain about it. But now we're just overwhelmed with Marvel stuff. Now we've got a little bit of a lull where we yeah. haven't got a TV show, we haven't got a film out till next month with Ant Man, yeah. and it's kind of like you can breathe a little bit, but then it's like because you've got because with Marvel it's all interconnecting stuff, you've got to take it all in. 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, certain aspects in certain movies or certain shows don't make sense. Like if you didn't watch One Division, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness wouldn't yeah. have made any sense at all. Yeah. Um, and like when Secret Wars Wars come out as well, if you haven't seen like um like Captain Marvel or anything like that, again, it's certain things aren't going to be making sense. Um, and like, like yeah. I say, that's where you get tired by it as well. Like the fatigue, Marvel fatigue, I would think. But I think. Yeah. At what the rumors are going to be out is going to be less and more is more going forward. I'm, I'm more. I'm not going to complain, but um, I, I, like I say, I'm not. It's one of them things. I'm not going to not watch it. There's been highlights and lowlights, yeah. which we'll talk about. Get into a little bit later. But yes, I think with the Marvel thing, there has been different feels when it comes from the TV shows to the movies. Like, yeah. um, Love and Thunder was a big, big, uh, different. It's... Like, it, it kind of. Could have been, should have been, but I know for a lot of people. But again, that that's for a different subject. I think that's for a that's for a different <laughs> podcast. I, I think, think Marvel was at its best when you had mm. your beginning of the year, your summer mm-hmm. movie, your end of the year, and you had that time in between to get excited and get hyped up and get your theories and everything ready for this movie to come out. And Mm. now that that's gone and and there's so much out there and I never in a million years thought I'd be the one saying this, but it is over-exaggeration of of stuff and things to remember. And if you're not a comic book reader, you are literally taking on all this knowledge and trying to like put it in there it's it can be very difficult like i don't i don't have any idea what secret wars is that's just totally past me by. i can it's lend like a you comic the comic if, i can lend you the comic if you like but it I'm is in, an absolute amazing whenever people work. talk about it i know there's sort of rough gist but i'm intimidated by that movie because <laughs> i'm just like is, i don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> is, Se- is secret wars with all of the what are they call the scroll and super scrolls scroll and stuff? yeah and it's gonna be oh, very too- interesting how they do it no, there's two different versions. Sorry, there's. Um, oh yeah, there's this, the one this, where they get transported to like a, a death world, isn't there? Yeah, because there's <laughs> gonna be there's gonna be Secret Wars like this. Oh, uh, Secret something I've gotten now, but it's a TV show that's coming out. But the the big Avengers one, Secret Wars, is where all the good guys get transported to a, a planet, and all the bad guys, and they made to fight and to see mm. who the overall mm. hero is. It was basically the introduction of the symbiote Spider-Man suit in the comics. Um, it's not the one I've it was, got. <laughs> it was Doc, it was it was Doctor Doom played a huge part, uh, Magneto and stuff. It was where the like like villains would like connive, and then the people would keep jumping sides and stuff. But um, I think like they're doing both, though, aren't they, Paul? Is that what you're getting at? I think they're doing so. like the replacement aliens and like the the yeah. big silly so, like battle royale. <laughs> Secret, oh, Secret, so Charlotte just said Secret Invasion's the TV show. That's right. the one that Sam mentioned. But Secret yeah. Wars is the the big planetary. Oh. That's where that's where the X Men's going to be in. That's where we're going to get the oh, old gosh. Fantastic Four. We're going to get Nick Cage's um, Ghost Rider. Apparently, is like all these. Oh hell yeah! Uh, yes. Wes- yes. Wes- Wesley Snipes' blade's supposed to be making an appearance. Like literally everyone. Is he out of prison. <laughs> yeah, he's been out of prison for ages. He's done work. Um, yeah, I'm here Texas. <laughs> I actually work the um. So I when I used to write for comic uh, comic book websites, I actually worked the secret. Was it? There was a secret wars. It was like two thousand. No, no, it was, sec- it was secret invasion. They did one. a new one, didn't they? They did a new one. I heard, and I had to work that. So that meant I had to read everything that was hard work that yeah. was a lot of work could you imagine oh, yeah. though could, could you imagine now right 
because I always used to laugh to say like, oh, I want to get into Star Trek. I'm like, oh, there's like 850 episodes. It's like, I want to get into Marvel. It's like, have you got a spare 14 years? <laughs> Non-stop. Oh, it's not that hard. It's not it that hard to get into Marvel. Do you, it really is Do you isn't. feel though? Do, do it's intimidating. It is intimidating. Yeah, because if you if you look at Star Wars, Star Wars, when that came back in 2015, that suffered franchise fatigue quickly. And mm-hmm. they've sort of they've, they've sort of let the foot off the gas a little bit now, and they are, you know, releasing a series, what, two, three times a year, but it's only a limited series. <coughs> Do you feel that franchise fatigue is hitting Marvel hard at the moment? Definitely. But mm, yeah. again, I I think that's like I say, it's going to happen to all different franchises, but I I think it's if you get a good story that people can get a grip of and they'll get into it. Mandalorian did it. It was a different yes, take. It was it different. Is. Different. It was a different take. Yeah, nobody knew they wanted that. You know, like when no, you no. look back. <laughs> no, 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 no one thought that Star Wars on TV would work in a, in a live action sense until Mandalorian came. They I th- thought I Star think Wars. The, is I think what they said was no one would be interested in a in a Star Wars story without the Skywalkers. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what the, the rumor yeah. was for so many years, and the Mandalorian came out and just went fuck you guys. Fuck you. But then, but then they put you. Skywalkers in the second season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. But then Boba such... Fett was season three. No, he was in oh. the first season, actually. He was in the end of the, like, the Saved yeah. the saved a Jedi right till but, the end. That <laughs> was such a moment, though. Yeah, that but was I, amazing. I've, I love that. I've, I've not seen anything Marvel-wise since Endgame, and the thought... Of, of catching up gives me anxiety attacks. Oh right, you meant oh, when you're getting into Marvel, like getting into like no, I mean if, if, if visual as now, opposed to reading. No, what, Sorry. yeah, what I mean is like if if you like right, I'm going to watch the MCU from the start from 2007 from Iron Man. You'd, you'd be there for for a decade trying it to catch depends. up. And now, <laughs> I can do like, it in a day's work. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen anything since Endgame. And I, for me, I'm in that very small minority where it's like, yeah, that's where it should have ended, done, completed. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to catch up now, it gives me anxiety just thinking about what I would have to watch. But when, that's the thing. That, like, oh as, a, as a fan, though, you can pick and choose, though, now. That's the yeah, wonderful that's thing. So you, you, I wouldn't say if it was causing you anxiety, you can step away. Are you okay with that? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of wondering, like, because obviously we've all seen the films, so we kind of know the background, you know, the related stuff, but I'd be interested to see what it's like if you just showed someone, like, I don't know, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and when, who hadn't seen any other Marvel films and that was the mm-hmm. first thing they saw and went like, can you enjoy this? And mm-hmm. then you wonder if maybe it would be enjoyable for them to watch that actually enjoy it as a film and then later yeah. watch WandaVision and be like you know like yeah. in that weird kind of I think that might be quite fun but I don't know if it works that way they probably I'll watch WandaVision and be like, and stuff like what is this like what, yeah. what what is good who is happy what's going on you know like, I, I just I don't know, know that the I just know that the Marvel fangirl in me will not allow myself to not watch it I think I'm like, like I I'm think, not not watch it. I've got the same thing, Sam, but I think I'm like trying to make it up to like my childhood self by being like, you would have loved this when like you, yeah. you, have to watch this. <laughs> you, you wish you, for this. You, you asked for this. Now you will watch this. My this sister watches these 
my sister watches these things even though my sister if you you know her you've met her she is not the nerdy type but she will watch these type of programs like the mandalorian because she hates the idea of being left out on the internet <laughs> she claims that but i think she's nerdier than you at times so how can we kill her or you well <laughs> but um going back to subject but going back to the subject we were talking about, like because I haven't said my favorite film yet, so <laughs> everyone's it. just ignoring me now. So it's not. <laughs> this oh, is what ben. it feels like. <laughs> um, mine probably was like the biggest surprise. I wasn't expecting to actually love it as much as I did, just mm-hmm. because it's been so long since the first one, and the, the actor in it is batshit crazy to the point where you think, oh, he's going to get taken to the loony bin. Top Gun Maverick was absolutely one of the highlights I've I've seen in a long time movie-wise. It hit all the fails, nostalgia and just good storytelling. And it kept it simple as well, and it made sense, if that makes sense. Because like a lot of these sequels, <clears throat> like a Top Gun sequel, you think that's never going to work. Why, why replace or change what happened in the first Top Gun film? Because as a standalone film, it doesn't need a sequel. But... It's it finishes off some things that doesn't get kind of like repressed or like it, it finishes off his kind of story and does it in a way that works so well with an absolutely banging soundtrack. I only watched Top Gun what last year? No, year before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. maybe I'll watch it in a few years. <laughs> I've not seen it. it. We were meant to watch it last night. It was either Nope or Maverick, and I chose Nope. Um, yeah. So it is. It is on the watch list. I'm not going to leave it another twenty years before I watch it again. <laughs> watch, I watch this one. Am <laughs> so, I the only one that watched it? <laughs> I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, but um, admittedly, the only review I've had of it was from my brother, who said it was nowhere near homoerotic enough. Uh, oh no yeah that's it and now that just volleyball like, oh. scene is amazing with this thing where you just kind of you're sitting there being like i i don't think you this movie is famous for the reasons you think it's famous for i don't know <laughs> i mean i only have i only have my perspective on it but i remember just being like whoa this is amazing what are you getting out of this um, <laughs> but i think i think one of the things i liked about it as well it wasn't modern day tom cruise that we got we got tom cruise from the 80s Oh, that's and, nice. Like, not just quite the action star Tom Cruise, who is no, the no, only thing he does nowadays. Yeah, it, it was just like, um, seeing him like a little bit broken as well, because, <clears throat> like, say, if, if you've seen Top Gun, you know what happens with him and Anthony Edwards' goose. Um, like, say, <gasps> and, that, and that, like, say, that whole thing and how that gets resolved in this movie was perfectly done. Um, and just like everything kind of worked for us. And I, 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 I like, there's only two films that actually go as emotional this year, really. Clerks Day, which we've talked about. Yes. And Top Gun Maverick, like it absolutely shredded us, like emotionally wise. Like I've never been mm. felt so uh, like uh, you know how I am with nostalgia and anything that makes us feel like it, it did in the eighties, because mm-hmm. it was the greatest era ever. Um but we had that argument last year. Yeah, still <laughs> you're lost. <laughs> Still, still don't think. But uh, like I say, it, it took you back to a place, and um, all the cast. Like, if you want a cast doing well, like every single one of them played the part. They weren't just there just to make the numbers. Um, so as a as a film, I didn't expect it because it got delayed as well during the pandemic. We should have had it like a while ago. So and normally when films get delayed, you think, oh, this is going to be rubbish. This yeah. is not going to work. Wonder but, Woman. Yeah. 
but absolutely one of the best films I've seen this year. Can I just throw one more in the mix before we then move on to television that mm-hmm. I completely forgot? And it's only because I watched it the other day and it's it's I've scared I've scared myself that I've only watched it twice because knowing how I felt after I watched it the first time, I thought I'm gonna watch this every day. It's gonna be like mm-hmm. pitch perfect all over again. Um the the Elvis film oh, with right. uh, Austin Butler and um Tom Hanks, I just absolutely I am a huge fan of Elvis to start with. And then this just completely elevated that love a thousand times. I'm fucking sick of hearing him. Um, <laughs> I just absolutely adored this film. I thought Baz Luhrmann just, oh, I can make a film look absolutely beautiful without like a lot of effort. Like it was just spectacular. If no one has watched it, I do urge you just to, just to go and see it. It is absolutely uh, so much, so much, so much good. So much fun. <laughs> Is it as batshit insane as like the clips make it look as well? <laughs> yeah, in a way, but it's not like it's not like psychedelic, like batshit crazy okay, kind of. Okay. It kind of um, looks like that from what I've seen, but it's all from the um, point of view, the point of view of Colonel Colonel Tom Parker. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that right. Charlotte is in the chat. She will correct mm-hmm. us. Um, and it's all from his point of view, and it really does show him in the worst light ever. Um, and how he basically held held Elvis at hostage at Vegas, and you know the reason you don't have any Elvis songs that are kind of original is because he was just held in Vegas. Basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. It's just such a really good movie. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I completely forgot to mention it. That was what I wanted to say. One of the other ones I would suggest everyone to watch, just because it's absolutely the the weirdest movie and just batshit crazy, is the Weird Al Yankovic movie. Oh yeah, that was another one that was added to the list for last night. It it is just so again fun and just out there and not what you're expecting because you expect this buy up and it is just like I say, a complete piss take of everything. I I think it's the idea of like it's a. It's why were we expecting a weird owl movie to follow actual structure and not be a parody <laughs> of you know a biography yeah. movie? It, it's yeah, which he kind of already did with UHF in the nineties, but he acted in that. That was like his own fake origin story. <laughs> he's like he's got two. <laughs> I'm really yeah. looking forward to watching it. I've heard Daniel Radcliffe is like oh, fantastic in it. it. You you don't see Harry Potter, and that's probably the best thing I can say about it. Because everything that Harry Potter that Daniel Radcliffe kind of does, you see Harry Potter in, and hmm. it, you kind of get past that a lot of times. But with this, honestly, I, I can't recommend enough enough for people to go and see. Awesome. Even even uh, Weird Al Yankovic told people to download it. He said because yeah. someone <laughs> someone tweeted saying, uh, "Oh, I can't watch it in this country." He went, "Oh, just use a torrent." I think they it were talking UK. about the UK. Weren't it was they? the UK. Yeah, because uh-huh. he was like, UK, he was that one. Was... Because it's Roku, wasn't it? And he was like, oh, it's, it's out and blah, blah, blah. He was like, I won't say. And he, he, he said the word torrent and like he, he amalgamated it into another word. And mm. Basically, he <laughs> was like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I was your father. Oh, torrent! Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. I think people, yeah, I think people forget that Weed Al's like a master comedian and he always yeah. has been. Uh, but I think people think, oh, he's the silly man who sings the silly songs. <laughs> and it's like, no, he's very smart. <laughs> very smart. Like he's supposed to be like super intelligent. I mean, who yes. who else can play an accordion as well as that? <laughs> yeah, and the world's greatest accordion ever. 
Can I chuck one more film into the mix just quickly mm-hmm. before we move off it as well? Because it's Go one that came out this year and it is going to become a cult classic. Uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, the Cage one. Indeed. It, yeah. I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but I it, have. it's an yeah, absolute fucking masterpiece of a film. <laughs> um, the way that they marketed it was really, really obscure. Um, of you know Nicholas Cage playing Nicholas Cage in a movie about Nicholas Cage. Um, oh, that sounds amazing. If if nobody else has seen it, then I'm gonna shut the fuck up right here and just demand that you all watch it. Yeah, it's it's because... one of them where it, like you you know the premise. It's Nick Cage playing himself. <laughs> just go and have a check it out. <laughs> but <it's> not... <laughs> excellent. I guess yeah. it. it it doesn't take itself too seriously, but likewise, it's not done as a comedy. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. know who directed it or anything like that, but the, the people that made this film did an absolutely stunning job of putting this together and getting it just right. Uh, yeah. Get it watched, because in 10 years' time, people are going to be raving about this movie <laughs> as something that flew under the radar for a decade. It's mm-hmm. fucking unreal. You're getting, think... some, you're getting some love in the chat as well from Charlotte. She just went, yes, Grant! <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think, though, while we're talking about Nicolas Cage, it didn't come out, it came out last year, but Nicolas Cage in Prisoners of the Ghostland is the strangest film I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it Totally under the radar, but it was, yeah, absolutely insane. I saw the trailer the for where... that. Was that where he was like, it was something to do with him being a ghost man or something? I don't it's, know. <laughs> it's... The the problem is it is so dumb. Like I, I say dumb because I'm sure they're they're aiming for some kind of art thing, but where the director is fully aware of being pretentious and therefore keeps subverting it all the time. So whenever it gets super serious about something, it'll do something to absolutely destroy it. <laughs> you know, and it's it's a very strange film. It has literally Nicolas Cage in like equivalent of Fallout. Um, riding a bicycle, riding a tricycle. Oh, <laughs> it's so surreal, all of it. That sounds so cool. I, it's a strange film. You might not enjoy it, but I laughed all the way through it simply because what's going on now? What is this? Why did this film get made? You know, like, and I, and that made it really enjoyable to me. But yeah, that was. I, just, I think he's just making really good choices at the minute. Like. And I think he's fully accepted his craziness and that is paying off for him so much. It's a renaissance. And I'm living for it. It It's absolutely wonderful to see Nicolas Cage like doing well and being like, you know, like he did Mandy and stuff, didn't he? And that was... Mandy Mandy was the turn, I think the turning point. I mean, I didn't enjoy it, but I I thought Mm, it was a good film, you know. He's one of them good Hollywood weirdos who like... As far yeah. as I'm aware, it hasn't caused immeasurable no. harm to those around him. <laughs> yet, yet, so. yet, yet. Yeah, yes. you never know. That's the thing. But yes, hmm? so moving on nicely now. So, like I said, I know there's been like a few movies that's been released as well. Some honorable mentions, shall we say, like uh, yeah. the nostalgia that was Hocus Pocus two, which yes. again was good. I, like. I enjoyed it, but. Um, I, I don't think it was a, a, amazing, shall we say, but um, I love the new Predator movie, Prey. I thought that yes. reinvented and give a lot. Um, and I love that it gave a little bit of online controversy as well, showed a lot of uh, small penis pe- men. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, things to moan <laughs> about. But um, that, that, like I said, a few others to think, but let's get to the nitty gritty because I, I think. Let's get the good ones. Or. All we've had for movie-wise, but I think we've had been a plethora of 
different TVs shows that's showcased um like great TV or where TV is going this year. Yeah. And I think that's been the strong thing for, for this year has been what, what's came out on like say the TV or streaming, shall we say? Because yes. we're moving away from the terrestrials where like you're coming out and like say seeing it on the channels. We're getting to like, binge watching things or even like drop weekly drops now. Um but I think this has been the year where like say TV is has, has stood out as being the being stronger than cinema. So Yes. What would be your standout? So I know Grant's been quiet, bless him. So we'll give him oh, the first has. one. Um, I don't want to steal too much from uh, Sammy here because I think me and her are probably going to go along the same. No, line. you steal away. To our TV shows this year has been spectacular for TV <laughs> shows. I think we've really seen across like multiple channels, across multiple extended networks, uh, extended universes rather. And that kind of stuff. Some of the best TV that I have ever seen. Um, me too. Standouts um, are both within the fantasy realm. Yes. And all year, there's been a. Are you on this side or are you on this side? Yeah. Like I'm most definitely on both. Um, House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. Yes. Absolutely floored me. Um, both of them. Uh, both for very, very different reasons. Uh, no doubt we're going to end up um, discussing this quite a bit. Um, but cinematography-wise, I thought that House of the Dragon was absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know, casting and storyline aside, simply the way that that was filmed. Um, there were certain scenes that they're talking about giving uh, Matt Smith awards for. Um, even and he, the- he deserves them all. And he doesn't say a word in the one that's most acclaimed. It's the that whole episode where he takes out um, oh, the, crab the, guy. the crab guy. Yeah. Um, and he, he literally doesn't crab say Crab guy, now I'm interested. <laughs> full, on, full on crab guy, Jake. Yeah, it used to be my, uh, my Tinder name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and likewise, I think Rings of Power got yeah. so, so many things right and... On top of that, it was we've talked a little bit there before about the the toxic um, end of fandom and the way that people have reacted <gasps> to certain shows. There's been a few of them this year, yeah. um, but some of the reactions, the Rings of Power, were absolutely outstanding. You know, oh, it's woke. It's like it. Lord of the Rings is a story about nine it's different fantasy. species banding together to save <laughs> yeah. the world. You don't yeah. get much more woke than that unless you make like a lot. <laughs> openly gay in amongst it as well you know it's you know it it's I, fucking I fantasy what else to say mm-hmm. about it I, yeah no. it, it, it's a fantasy world it's fucking and fantasy they got <laughs> all of it right um you know both of them were masterpieces cinema, uh, from a cinematography perspective i thought both of them were cast absolutely brilliantly um they there's so many more that i could talk about but obviously i don't just well everything well <laughs> as yeah. no we will talk though because this is part of my ongoing Sammy's doing it on our own this year is Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon so we will talk Grant we will wanting to be a part of that because these yes, absolutely. Tolkien I've been a fan of since I was old enough to fucking read <laughs> um, and George R.R. R. Martin just gets everything right for me you know that's, I'm an easily pleased person at the end of the day give me plenty sex and plenty violence with mm-hmm. a good cast and i'm happy and that's we're, exactly gonna, have, we're gonna have fun this year it's <laughs> gonna be are we watching salmon salmon grant have sex now is that that's what <laughs> yeah it's like demolition man <laughs> there's gotta be dragons involved and shit like what, that in the sex? i mean i'm not <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> very niche 
<laughs> with that yes. in mind, we're going to do a Lord of the Rings episode. I think we should call it Grant and Sammy's Ring Piece. Awesome. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in for that one. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll not name any of the shows. <laughs> I'll not make the usual jokes about the Lord of the Rings. I know, like I say, it's not my strong point. That's why Sammy's been uh, very patient, bless her. Uh, but um, we're going to try and give her the platform to to do do whatever she makes shit she out can. of fantasy. <laughs> Just because, like, I'll be honest, I've got no interest in. That. I know I've only ever I only ever talked about Game of Thrones once, and I ended up getting so angry at it that I, I really got angry. It's something. It was top five favorite TV shows, and Game of Thrones is in there, and I went on an absolute tired. Like it went on for ages, longer than what it should have. So I can't wait to do a whole series. And let's talk about it, Grant. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, was it, um, is it Sam? Was he the guy that was on the charity podcast? And yes. He was on yes. before me and he did Lord of the Rings. Yeah. No, he did uh, Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones, sorry. Um, like I'd, I've been intermittent throughout the day during the charity podcast with us being at work, but I caught all of Sam's stuff and there was... So much stuff that he said in his little segment that aligned really closely with how I viewed Game of Thrones. Um, I'd be, if you're listening, Sam, get back on. Come and uh, partake of my Fucking nerds. Yes, he is, he is someone I am going to actually reach out to as well because we, I could have spent hours talking to him um, and of I owe him for my Fungo Pop, so I will be reaching out to Sam at some point. <laughs> It's just a story about walking. No, sorry. Oh my god! Anyway. I, <laughs> I mean, anyway. Paul, I, like, I know you don't really like fantasy, but like uh, this year, like, we've been watching Willow, which is kind of yeah. like it's kind of like if someone took Lord of the Rings and dipped it into like American uh, action movies, and then <laughs> it came back out, and you're like, "What's this?" Like, I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, it's not. I don't like fantasy. Like, don't, don't get us wrong. I do love fantasy, and like, uh, like. I think you can get fantasy from a lot of different aspects, but yeah, I've, I've read the Lord of the Rings books when I was younger. I, I, I did enjoy the books, but they never once were grasped as. Um, then I watched the movies, and it felt so long. Uh, then they give the extended cut, and it felt even longer. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Willow's, like I say, been a different experience. But that. that that doesn't feel like Lord of the Rings. That feels like a live action Dungeons and Dra- Dragons game. That someone's like rolling the dice. You did absolutely hit the nail on the head. Like that, that Dungeons and Dragons movie that's coming out like this year is, is going to have a lot to live up to now. Because yeah. like, so I hear. Like Willow is like it's batshit insane. It is. It's a full sequel to like the the old movies. Mm. Like I don't yeah. even care about the old movies. Um, but this is like if you did care about it, like you need to watch this. Like it's weird though because it's like everyone's got American accents, which like. I've never seen in fantasy before, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Cause it's like, I've seen the, the, you know, the prim and proper English version and then the, the, the gritty, like more Northern accents, like Game of Thrones version. But this is no. like, oh, just let Americans speak their own accent. Don't make them do fake ones. <laughs> like, let, them do what Kev- let them do what Kevin Costner did in, uh, <laughs> oh, <God. Yeah. laughs> Robin Hood. He could show up for all we know. I haven't actually watched it. Um, which is shocking given how much I bang on about my love of fantasy. Um, I've no, I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Shame I on think me. It's just, it's there's, just that, funny. There's, there's that much to watch at the moment. But to be fair, mm. though, like I said, because I know Jake's mentioned that, but we'll let Jake uh, have about 20 minutes now to tell us his favourite show that he's been banging <laughs> oh, on God. about so fucking long about. 
Go for it's it, mine. Yeah, it, 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 the so mic is yours. I will shut the fuck it's up. It's mine and Goodwill's favourite show. It'd be show. so funny <laughs> if he didn't actually say what we know he's going to say. Yeah, yeah better call Saul. I mean, motherfucking Andor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, this, to me, this is like the first time Star Wars has been good since like the, the 80s. <laughs> With like wow. the first three movies. Because oh, like, I was like, I was like the the quote target age for like the sequels, but I hate like the prequel trilogy. But I absolutely hated them. Like I didn't really understand what, why, where, or how those movies happened. I know there's cool documentaries which I have seen, but like also I also hate Rogue One. So like Andor <laughs> on paper should appeal to me at all. <laughs> yeah, but. It's just, it's given as, like, a Star Wars story with no Jedis, and I'm normally, the, like, the first one to be like, oh, I'd rather see, like, magic Jedis. But, like, <laughs> it's 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 written so well that you just, like, instantly care about the characters, even though it's, like, it's weird when you first watch it, because you're like, this doesn't feel like Star Wars. And that's where the toxic fans have <laughs> really clumped on uh, to that Gosh. it's not Star Wars type of thing. But it's it's you just see such like a different side and kind of like how the universe works because like I think um, uh, Grant you touched on it you were saying like oh we need like updates because uh, mobile phones like Hellraiser doesn't make sense they're trying to make a call from a house phone and nobody can get through <laughs> like people <laughs> don't relate to that like Star Wars is a weird universe where technology has gone crazy but they've like totally left behind communication like it's all about like haulage and like stuff like that. So, like, you can have those storylines again where, like, characters don't know where the other one is and you get this tension where, like, like people are trying to find people and you don't know if someone's okay because, like, it's not... They can't just call them up or have, like, a weird hologram video call. Because, like, that's the thing, like, they tell you in that show, like, it's, like, the first time you're learning what the Empire has done, like, how mm-hmm. they sort of rose to power, um, which obviously we knew it was fascism. But, like, it actually goes into, like, oh, well, they're controlling the technology. It's, like, you know, if you're not using Imperial tech, you can't have tech. Like, everything's disconnected. Like, but then you're seeing, like, the resistance form. And, like, honestly, like, the acting is just so good. Like, I I care about them all. And, I like, none of them are, like, super major Jedi magic people. (laughs) Like, it's just... And, like, everyone loves Andy Serkis. And this is the first time I've like seen him and been like, "Oh, I get Andy Circus now," because Gollum's get- just a weird <laughs> voice when you think about it. <laughs> and like when he's in Marvel, he's just having fun, like yucking about, yeah. like he's just being a like a cartoon bad guy. But like in this, he has like what is it? Goodwill like a two episode story arc, like the Kino, like the 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 Narkina Five prison arc. That's that's the that's a three episode arc. Three yeah, yeah three so episode like, arc. Before is... you never meet Andy Circus and after you never meet him again. And it's like in those like three episodes where it wasn't even the full three episodes, they just do so much. Like you get like heists, prison breaks, you get a little bit of like flying around, like bang bang shoot 'em up, Star Wars action. Like there's, honestly, there's it's the conversations. Tension. The the, yeah. the 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 beauty of it is with, with Andor, it's there's mini arcs throughout the first season, and that prison arc. I think I don't know if you agree, Jake. There was a great payoff to him. Yeah, because he he built didn't he? he built up and he built up and he built up and then there was a payoff, but it was it was a twist where he he worked so hard to to achieve this, and then it was like oh, and then it just ends. 
Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't tell like it doesn't tell you everything, but not in a kind of not in a disrespectful way where it's like hiding information from you. It just lets you kind of sit with things and you think, "Oh, well, you know, Andor is never going to meet that guy again, but I don't need the spin-off series to like be like, "Oh, and here's where he went." I don't need like the the cantina books about every single alien like who sat in the background like it just lets you sit with things like a lot and it's like nice for a tv show to let you breathe it it does what i think star wars hasn't done since the 80s is make the imperial navy and the imperial government fucking terrifying yeah. Oh wow! Because you're always scared of Vader. You weren't scared of the yeah. government. You just yeah. thought oh, the government was a bumbling and, idiot. And this, this sort of like, it's like, oh, stormtroopers, people. This is like, no, no. The entire fucking government is terrifying, oh. and it shows you, it shows you the raw guts of the government and what and, um, they do. And I don't normally like. Is it Stellan Skarsgård? Is he the like the older yes. one? Yeah. I'm not I'm not usually a massive fan of him because I think they always hire him in to play like oh it's the weird scientist man <laughs> and he like explains yes, true. he explains the plot. Um but he has this like monologue like about why he's like part of the resistance. And like you just like sat there in silence and it's like 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 Goodwill said it's tense, but it's also just like oh I, I need to pay attention to this. <laughs> like it like it commands attention. There's like a funeral scene towards the end where like for the the first time you hear like actual musical instruments because it's very synth based. It's not like John Williams. Mm -hmm. There's like a funeral with this procession of real instruments like in the show like that are walking along. And I just sat there in silence for about like 20 minutes just staring. (laughs) I was like, this is like incredibly compelling. And then it had like, it had like a cool ending as well. So like not like a twist or anything. It was just like, yeah, you did it. What was it like? Nine episodes, or was it? Did it they was, end twelve? No, it was, it was twelve episodes. Because yeah. me, me, and you just kept talking. It's like, have you watched it? Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it was like just, the like, texts kept... were getting increasingly insane, just being like, <laughs> yeah, and all like those. Yeah. <laughs> like think, they weren't even talking at a certain point. <laughs> I, I, I think for for me, for, from a production standpoint, from, from being in that world, what I greatly appreciated and i don't think a lot of franchises do this this is obviously set five to six years before a new hope mm-hmm. which yeah. was you know this was filmed in 1976 with 1976 fashion and hairstyles and sound mm-hmm. this absolutely nails 1970s color schemes fashion mm-hmm. and music because like jake said there's a lot of synth but it's not mm-hmm. 80s synth, it's it's early, late 70s synth. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of that in, in some of the panning shots of some of the worlds, and you get that and you're like, oh my God, this is perfect. But it's the tiny, tiny little details throughout. So like the, you know, like a plastic uh, is sort of like that creamy, tanned, 70s shitty plastic. <laughs> like someone's been smoking <laughs> next to it. Yeah. For a that someone's had a few B&H's and it's like... <laughs> Yeah, get this coffee down here. Yeah. It looks filthy it, at times, it yeah. Looks, it looks filthy, but the characters, they've got real 70s moustaches, 70s sideburns. <laughs> like yours 70s, going there, sir. Sorry. <laughs> 70s, <laughs> 70s quiffs. And it's like they, they've, they, they want to represent a very specific period in Star Wars chronology and Star Wars lore. And they done it to them the the minutest of details, mm-hmm. 
yeah. and it builds. It's a world, it's, you know, it's, it's an era that is established, but it's not a world that's been fully fleshed out mm-hmm. outside of Jedis and stuff. And this cements like, hey, these these places exist. It's not just a uh, magically wavy-waddy <laughs> Jedis. It's like there are legitimate people with worries and, you know, yeah. terrifying. I mean, it, it centers on a mining town, kind of. I mean, we don't really see what they do, but it's mm-hmm. like, that's like one of the places is just like a mining community. Mm-hmm. And you see, you obviously, like, you stay with them. You see, oh, they're getting on. They've got their own little sort of community. Then you see the, like, empire come and, come and like, put the boot on the throat a bit. And then you see, like, what happens when that does happen. And, yeah, I just love oh. it. No, no, <laughs> I am, I am yeah. gonna, I'm actually going to watch it. Do I, I, I did <laughs> promise I would get Jakey's platform to talk about Andor. It's one of like, <laughs> it's one of those sad things where I've seen people be like, oh, I, I wish TV shows were more like this. And I was like, it's on right now. <laughs> it's on, <laughs> it's happening. Like, oh, I mean, it's when people used to write good characters and you would love them in like 10 minutes. I'm like, it's, it's happening. <laughs> I, I think that the thing for me, though, is that like I like we we're talking about Marvel burnout. I've got a bit of a Star Wars burnout because it was the yeah. sort of thing where the, the sequel trilogy, I really liked uh the first one what was it called yeah. now? Force Awakens. I really like that. It was the sort of like I will give that a pass. I'll be like, yep, yeah, cool, you just copied mm-hmm. the plot of the previous film, but it works. Like it's a cinematic like spectacle. Yeah, like tick done. Yeah, and then the other two were so awful. Like for someone who's not a massive Star Wars fan, even yeah. just a, a general observer being like what is going on? Like, why are these paced the way they are? You know, um, and then having all these other things, like having Rogue One that I didn't particularly enjoy. I love the robot, but I didn't really enjoy the overall oh my God, thing. I love <laughs> but and it's it feels a bit weird because it feels like because I've got all of this stuff on Disney Plus, I've been watching loads of it. But when Andor came out, I'm like, I've kind of just watched all of the Clone Wars and I've kind of <laughs> just rewatched all yeah. of the movies again. I'm a bit Star Wars down. Yeah. yeah, you know. But everyone said it's amazing. No one said, "Oh, I can't." Uh, what? Mm. Nah. It was a bit crap. Turned it off. You know, no one said that. Yeah, yeah this, I think, is, like, this is. I think Paul might have you... said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I described the first episode as it felt like an eighties uh, British cop show. It's and very I just British. couldn't get over that. Yeah, oh, this I is love that. This mm. is a show where if you have seen nothing but the original trilogy, you can pick up and immediately mm. get, yeah. understand, and it I will got, build that world for you. Yeah, I got vibes of the bill from it, so definitely. <laughs> oh, watching that then. <laughs> Fuck, I but love yes. the bill. <laughs> yes, but, but uh, no, again, you're then. right. You're right, though, Paul. But like, I think like I've sort of ended up with like a love for that kind of weird, like political minutiae like in kind of worlds it's like i kind of want to know how like the cogs turn behind like the the action scenes oh my god then watch the clone wars because you get it all it's so politically so politically driven you by the end of it you're like oh my god this is is, where it it, it kind of goes over like oh this is how palpatine has done all of this and this is the genius of it you just sit there be like i really like palpatine you know (laughs) but like like and or like 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 Darth Vader's never gonna show up. Like if no. people are watching that show, waiting for like a lightsaber to ignite, like it's mm-hmm. just not gonna happen. Like they might talk about stuff because obviously it's like galaxy news. They might mm-hmm. talk about some stuff at some point. They do yeah. name check the Emperor, which was quite interesting. Like they're saying like, "Oh, the Emperor's like doing this," and I'm like, oh, "Are they gonna show him?" Like, but they do. Like, like that's the thing. Like, no, nothing like that. It's not gonna be the fan service 
thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like they're going to get is that they're going to get the employee sort of like calendar at the end of the year, like you know where they send you the free calendar <laughs> and it's like the empire, <laughs> the emperor sort of chilling out and stuff. And Mandatory, like... put it on your desk. Yeah. <laughs> but just make the argument with their on clerks a bit mute with it as well. Like say what about the people on the Death Star, whether subcontractors, whether working. But like as you said, the empire probably is like forced slavery or forced in, in, in the work. You, fi- you actually find out that almost. Yeah that exact answer in the show <laughs> yeah, but you no. didn't force awakens the road into force awakens as well it was uh kevin's it was jj abrams present to kevin smith that he <laughs> wrote in about the um the workers that get mentioned in clerks <laughs> there was a bit so, of it in mandalorian as well wasn't yeah. there like, yeah uh, yeah but moving on now, because I think we've spent too long with that one now. Oh my god! <laughs> I am going to watch it though, Jake. I have been. It's not that I've been putting it off again. It's just so much to watch, and one it got more. put on the back burner. But one I will watch it. Convert. The <laughs> rebellion is rising. But yeah, um, I'm going to jump in because I want to talk because I think it's quite interesting. Because seeing that, um, I know I'm not painting myself in the in the right light for seeing I don't like fantasy and stuff. But this year, give us the biggest fantasy film that we've ever had uh, ticks all the boxes. And I would say it's probably been my favorite TV show fantasy wise ever. And I've never mm-hmm. experienced anything like it. Um, it took us everywhere and like it taught us lessons and it, it dealt with subjects in a funny way, in a brutal way, but also in the most beautiful ways as well. I've never known an episode about death that like had me in the, in a grip, grips of his hand and we did an episode on it uh, The Sandman was the show oh, of the year for me and <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say I didn't, I didn't know where he was going with that and then I was like oh god Sandman came out last year <laughs> like absolutely like we knew it was going to be something good like we knew it was going to be good because of the people who were involved and the care that was taken over it but wow I mm. I was not expect like i've watched like like say i've loved shows like stranger things um like took us on a ride um but i've never been so emotionally like just torn apart and put back together uh by a show and love i love the cast in this as well Mm. like every single person to a t um either the ones that you like were scary were absolutely terrifying and the ones that were not meant to be as terrifying, but like still had the things like they're going to a fucking serial killer convention and it's got like serial yeah. killer, like, like, like a Kellogg's one was just hilarious. <laughs> but emotionally, like, I didn't expect to be as emotionally drained after this as well. Cause yeah. I, I actually, after I watched it, I felt a hole. I, I was like clamoring. And when they give us the two extra episodes as well, like, it's like, oh, you, you, thanks for watching. Here's two more episodes. And you were like, this is brilliant. And you could mm-hmm. see where this world was formed and how it could go on and on and on. And you could, you don't have to even stay with Bream. You could stay, you can go all the elements that you haven't seen. And it was just amazing. I have not seen the extra two episodes because my mom sent me a message when she heard, when she saw the titles. Cause my mom is a huge Sandman fan. If you listen to the episode, um, you would have heard me bitching and moaning about how I had to on holiday last year listen to her listen to the audiobook. I didn't actually <laughs> listen to the audiobook. I just listened to her and her commentary um, <laughs> of the audiobook. But she said, do not watch the extra two episodes. I'm telling you, as a cat owner, 
do not wash them. And I was like, okay, mom, <laughs> I trust you. I, I've, I've not She's fucking them. right. Like, I don't. Oh, 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 <laughs> my God. <laughs> yeah, so I've not watched them. My mom said I am far too sensitive to watch that. And especially with, you know, what happened last year, she was like, no, let's like, let's, we'll just stay away from that for now. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm not particularly a cat lover. So am I going to need a new tub of Vaseline? <laughs> it's more it's, it's more Ask just like it, 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 you'll be threatened actually by it sorry oh, goodwill i'm so sorry but yes sorry. but um, uh, um it's we it's what's cool as well is um because you guys are like obviously knew about sandman before and were fans before and knew like what the series mm. was who written who like who wrote it and stuff i came in totally like sight unseen like i'd heard of sandman but no one had ever explained to me what it was and why i should care other than like it's good it's a dc comic that's all i heard <laughs> but like no i'm the same paul I absolutely loved it and it's awesome that like i like someone like me can just come in and not know anything mm-hmm. and have the same ride because it, it was just written so well like you yeah. don't need to know anything else. Like, I don't think, mm. other than probably getting hints of who was coming next, I'm not sure you guys got more out of it than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was I'm, just, like, a wild and awesome ride. <laughs> I'm very much that... the same as you, Jake. I wasn't, uh, like, I know who Sandman is, and I know my husband's a huge fan of the books, and obviously my mother now. Um, <laughs> but I didn't know a lot, and this is what I kept trying to tell her on holiday. Hi, Please Sam's don't. mom. <laughs> How are you doing, there Sam's mom? <laughs> Someone has already said in the chat that you've been dying to do it. <laughs> and honestly, if, if when Sandman Two comes out, I really do think my mother would come and join us. So just be ready on your best behavior. <laughs> but I kept having to tell my mom on holiday, like I've not, I don't know these stories, I don't know these people, because she kept going, "Who's Joanna Constantine?" I was like, "I don't know. Yeah. It should be <laughs> that, John." <laughs> that was the only confusing thing for me. Like that change, I, I, I don't understand why. And like again, it didn't make anything worse or bad. It didn't improve it though. That was that was the thing. So, but again, I know writer's choice. There might have been something about the rights, possibly. But Potentially, you... I mean, he is he does belong to Alan, so like, mm, true. You, you never but, know. But um, I think Nick Jake hit the nail on the head in the, in the one simple sentence was the writing. Yeah, the, the writing in this show, like a lot of this could have been gotcha. such a silly experience. This could have been either pushed too far to the horror. Push, push too far to the magical, but the writing was better. And I know Neil Gaiman was involved. And like I say, when the fans, like, like well, so-called fans, because I think this year has been highlighted as being quite toxic for a lot of different things. <laughs> but I, like I, say, I remember getting angry at the time when the fans of Neil Gaiman were telling Neil Gaiman that he was getting casting wrong. Neil yes. Gaiman <laughs> did the fucking casting for his book, for his show. <laughs> yeah. How how dare they? That, that, that. That again just I, blows my mind. I remember you getting so angry at that. But this is where I was it around the time the Sandman came out that Charlotte and well, you and Charlotte got me into reading Gaiman, properly yeah, like, reading Gaiman. Because mm-hmm. I asked Charlotte for recommendations for North Norse mythology books and she just went, Wait a minute. And she <laughs> went ran straight over to the shelf and she put hands as um Mm-hmm. Uh, the Norse mythology one that Neil Gaiman wrote and it starts from there every time we went shopping during last year you could tell I'd been out with Charlotte because I came home with a new Neil Gaiman book <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's down to Charlotte 
But I think that that shows in this show that how much Neil Gaiman, like the creator, was involved with it. Because I think mm-hmm. in in a lesser person's hands or a le- in someone else's hands, they wouldn't have got what <laughs> like behind it. But I absolutely adored. It. And again, I know I talked about at the start that episode where you meet Death. Like yeah. I, I've never seen an episode describe Death the way it was. It went from tragic to beautiful, and it had real balls as well. Yeah. And was that it, the same? Was that the same one where he also met that like immortal man? Like where I told you the story of that, because didn't she say, "Oh, you've, you've, you're missing a meeting with, with mm. like an old friend"? Yes, like, that was my yeah. absolute favorite like episode, like totally, because that that part with like where he kept on going back to the bar and meeting the same man he'd made immortal mm-hmm. and just checking checking on him like every what was it like was it hundred years he'd go back? Oh my god, mm-hmm. that was such a good episode. And then <laughs> that's that became... all coming back to me now. Yeah, and then that became its own legend about like the devil who comes to this bar like every hundred yes. years, and it's like I just love all that stuff. Like it's, the, it was yeah. just so well like stitched together. I'm getting like goosebumps just talking it again, yeah. about it again. Though that's the thing because this show just again a year where like as Gwen said before, a year where TV has just been blowing everything out of the way. This one stands head and shoulders above for me at, at all about anything On Netflix, that came before. One hundred percent. Yeah, agreed. The diner scene, the diner episode, was mm-hmm. some of the best bit of television I've probably ever seen. And mm-hmm. my standard is always, I always build my standard of TV to how I felt after Dexter season mm-hmm. four, the end episode. I my, my standard yeah. is there. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's the level I'm at. It took yeah. us beyond that of how fucking perfectly executed that whole. And it was one episode, mm-hmm. and me, even my mother was like, "You could have, you could have made a whole series on just that diner episode from the book." But yeah. to, for them to be ballsy enough to fit it into one episode and make it work, I just, oh, it was amazing, amazing mm-hmm. television. I think the thing with the TV show, and I think we've summed it up perfectly in the last 10 minutes, is that everybody's talking about the favourite bits and everybody is pulling something different Mm -hmm. out of this show. You know, everybody liked all of it, but everybody so far has all pulled like one pivotal scene and gone, this bit is the bit that floored me, that bit is the bit that floored me. Um, If I may, me personally, um, it's his fight with Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that was so good Absolutely as well. Rock so me. Um, the exactly the way that it was, the way that they put that battle together. Because it was, how are they going to do this? What's going to happen? Is Gwendolyn Christie just going to pull out a sword and go full fucking Brienne of Tarth? You know, get in get some kind of you know pseudo biblical element as to how a fallen angel is going to fight. And the way they did that, I was just like, all right, wow, that's yeah. that's mm-hmm. something really, really special. Um. And I'd much the same as what Jake said. I've I'd never so much as set foot in this universe, and it completely enthralled me from start to finish, with zero knowledge of what was going on. You know, story about the Sandman. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be an offshoot of Rise of the Guardians with a little Sandman. <laughs> in that. Um, yeah. it, it's yeah. not a million miles away from Rise of the no, Guardians. No, no, not far. Don't Connect in the dots. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. uh, Gwendolyn Christie was. And to say she said she felt more be- more beautiful on Wednesday, nah, I'm sorry. Her and that late ex, <laughs> fuck me, she looked amazing. She oh, was, like, captivating as well. Like, you know, like, you couldn't take your eyes off, like, nah. the, the acting that was coming out of her in that she, show. <laughs> she is utterly, she is so beautiful. I love that woman so much. From the minute I saw her as Brianna Tarth, I felt instantly in love with her. Um, she can do no wrong in my eyes. 
It's weird. I think they did really, really well with the casting of Satan as well. Um, you know, there's been a lot of very, very iconic um, actors play Satan. But going back to your, um, you know, your your biblical kind of um, sort of standpoint with Lucifer is, you know, it's supposed to be the most beautiful of all angels. And a lot of people have done Satan and either made him or her whatever, you know, kind of, too monstrous or mm-hmm. sometimes not monstrous. A man in a suit. And yeah, <laughs> with the horns. The, how, you, how Lucifer is supposed to look quite mm-hmm. right. You know, the fallen angel is supposed to be the embodiment of beauty and power all mm-hmm. rolled into one. And that is exactly what you get with somebody like Gwendolyn Christie <laughs> yeah. is you've got beauty and you've got this powerful nature because she's quite a... You know, she's quite tall. a large lady. She's very, very tall and what have you. It's, you know, mm. I think the only other person that could have maybe pulled it off historically would have been Grace Jones. <gasps> Fuck yes. yes. That's an interesting one. Fuck yes. Yeah. But would have been Grace a Jones presence. is yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Here's a really view on scroll God. for you and Grace Jones is like... <laughs> <laughs> She wouldn't have done a, a, a Grace Jones wouldn't have settled just for, with uh, like the mind fuck. It would have been like I'm no, just gonna pray. Would, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you now with my shoe. It's fun that we talk about all these amazing shows that I haven't watched, and I'm like, oh, I don't have time to do that. Uh, you know, like oh, I don't have time to watch like you know um, uh, the Sandman. I don't have time to watch Andor and stuff. Yeah, I did watch for the first time the Grace Jones movie Vamp from the eighties. Excellent. It's very strange as a movie. Yeah. And the fact that you'd like, Grace Jones, what what are you doing? Like, what is it? I know that you're not on drugs, so why? <laughs> it's just life for Grace Jones. That's all it is. It's just life. Oh, I don't think Vamp she realized she was in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, film her. Just see how she reacts being a, a vampire stripper. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Goodwill, you're being very quiet, so we'll go to you next there. I think it's, mine's probably going to be the most predictable. Um... And Charlotte says, if you don't say it, you're getting your suit taken off, yeah. He's going to get his little um, pips taken off his car. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with you a lot that 2022 has seen the absolute meteoric rise in the quality of TV. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's long overtook cinema, mm-hmm. um, and there was a lot to love in 2022. Um, but for me, the the biggest shock, shall we say, and it's got to be predictable, but it is Strange New Worlds, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. <laughs> uh, it was just because it gave you a boner, <laughs> <sighs> did it? <laughs> Anson Mount is is absolutely delicious though. I mean no one can deny that. No mm-hmm. one can especially that great quiff. Come on. Oh well. <laughs> but no, it was it for me there's 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 a lot of Star Trek out there at the moment. Some of it good, some of it eh. And <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of paranoia because Star Trek Discovery I'm not the biggest fan of it. I think the writing is absolutely diabolical in places. Mm. Um, this though, this though felt like um, actual Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was episodic. It was like it was like watching the original series. There was light-hearted moments. There were serious moments. You loved everyone. Yeah. In 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 the show, um, it was brilliantly shot. It's just, I mean, the the special effects are fucking 
beautiful um, <laughs> in this show. Um, I can't recommend it enough. If you've never seen Star Trek, if you you know, if you've never been that much of a fan, this is this is a great entry point into this. You don't have to know a backstory. You don't have to know the law. You don't have to know anything. You can just pick it up and watch it. And I think that was the appeal of the original series. It was one of those shows that you could just watch. And, yeah. you know, you didn't have to know the history. You didn't have to know, oh, this dude's from the planet Vulcan. This one's a Scottish dude that drinks heavily whilst in engineering. <laughs> it's, 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 it was fun. Um, and I think out of all the Star Trek that's happened this year, that is the most memorable for me. Um, right. And I think that that is my choice for 2020. Charlotte totally yeah. agrees with you. <laughs> I think she's agreed with everyone so that's, far. Just, that's that's good true. She's not, she's not really said a bad word tonight. Because <laughs> Picard was just weird. That, was that this year as well? Like the last season, season of Picard. Season two of Picard was... It wasn't... It, it was, was all it right. Was better than season one. It was that better was than season one. Yeah. But I think I, I think they 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 brought in the old guard from the next gen era, from DS9, from Voyager. They brought in the old guard. They were like, "Hey guys, you can't really do this because it's." They brought in the people who actually know the shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And a, and a lot of people. I mean, someone who I know who worked on season three has said that's that's when it's like hitting its critical mass that's when it's going to feel like actual star trek whether or not it does is to be seen but for me strange new worlds was just a, a breath of fresh air it had what star trek should have always had mm. and it's that optimism that hope that light that you know people when they think of star trek they're like oh it's a future for everyone and that's what strange new worlds had anson mount was terrific as an as as Pike, his his yeah. acting was was for me one of the best captains um, in the entire. Oh, Graham's was wow. looking at that. <laughs> oh no, it's it's one of these things though where it's the fact of like because the thing that I found was bad about Discovery was that it forgot that Star Trek is all about an ensemble cast. Like Star Trek is all yes. about the character all the characters don't need to be there for it to be a good episode like you know where it just goes yeah you know you think picard is the main character but he's not you know he's the captain mm. you know you'd think that An- anson mount despite being amazing it's like but you have to make it about the rest of the crew and have them have their own stories and backgrounds and then be able to do an episode that's just these two without the rest of them. And Discovery was like, no, it's all about this main character and everything revolves around them. And it kind of made it difficult where Strange New Worlds very much like mm, does it the it. right way. You know, even though, you yeah. know, he's he's a great character and stuff, you kind of felt like there's a lot going on on the ship. There's a lot to this universe kind of thing. And I think, yeah. And, and they, on the subject of Picard, it was like season two was better. However, you know, it was like still like, yeah. well, why think, is this the story you've decided to tell? Exactly. <laughs> no idea. I, I think I think Strange New Worlds did in ten episodes what Discovery has failed to do in four seasons, and what Picard's failed to do in two. And I think yeah. you can tell that every show, much like Marvel, every show has got different writers, mm-hmm. and you can tell which ones get the material, mm-hmm. and which ones don't get the material, yeah, very and. Much so. And, you know, yes, I am a diehard Star Trek fan. Uh, You know, I am grateful, but I am also fully aware that there are very weak points in the franchise. Mm -hmm. And for for the most part, the last five years, there have been weak points, but Strange New Worlds and, you know, Lower Mm Decks, it it just, it it blows it out the water. But it, 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 it reminds people that, hey, we can actually write, 
proper Star yeah. Trek. Oh, and you know, I, I mean, I did have a thing because I, I wasn't going to mention Star Trek. I was going to mention something else. But I thought, well, what what's give me the most joy on television this year? And it, it was yeah. those ten little episodes in the summer. I think cool. Charlotte would have actually jumped on just to shout at you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the thing is though that it's great that they had a shot at it, like to do Strange New Worlds, in order for that to happen. Because what Grant was talking about earlier about like oh, you know, people shouldn't be annoyed about remakes. But I think the alternate side of that is that if you have a remake and it does bad, then it tells people, oh, no one cares about this franchise. And, you know, and it's you want them to be good because the problem is the producers are going to turn around and be like, uh, oh, no one cares about Star Trek anymore. Let's not put any money in that. And it's like, no, people want Star Trek. They just want it done well. Like, <laughs> and I think that's the thing. It's like, well, lucky the Hellraiser was good, but you kind of go like, it's how long it takes for them to go, oh, oh, we tried doing Resident Evil and it failed. How long will it be until we try again, but do it properly? You know, it's... Mm. It's not very long considering we've had like three things in two years, but still. (laughs) I I, I think it's an example of if you listen to your fans within reason, if you get people that know the material and and more importantly, get people who like the show, who are Mm -hmm. fans of the show. Because Anson Mount, you know, he is a huge Star Trek fan and he is constantly going on about how grateful he is to be part of this 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 franchise and be part you know he's like he said like the first day of filming i was sat on the bridge and he was like oh my god i am on the bridge of the enterprise and it's like how many you know i i parallel it with the witcher because you hear a lot of things about the witcher tv series mm-hmm. on uh on netflix where they're like oh the the writers didn't they hate the source material they don't like the books they don't like the games and you're like Books ain't that good, like. why no adaption of The Witcher has followed the books because it's going, hey, it's it's mainly about Siri, isn't it? And then they yeah. go, oh, the, you yeah. know, Geralt's there, but you're like, that's not really as interesting as it could be. <laughs> if, <he was> the <laughs> main if you've got if you've got the people behind you who who love who love Star Trek and, and you know who want to tell those stories it's an automatic winner and i I think Mm. this was this was the first show where the fans sort of like every convention they're like make a pike series make a pike series and even anson mount to the point you know because i I always keep blabbering on about how i asked him directly and he was like hell yeah i would do it Mm. and it's like look how well it turned out so yeah cool very cool so moving on swiftly because um trying to think now uh, who hasn't been so Graham? You haven't been yet. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of glad that we've all come up with different things. I don't know if that was a tactical thing or not. But um, I want to reiterate what Grant was saying about Rings of Power. I I'm really baffled because so many people just go, "Oh, I hated it. It was so boring." And I'm like, "Have you tried reading this in Merlin?" I don't know what you're expecting from a Lord of the Rings thing, but it's like oh. literally the first <laughs> chapter of Fellowship is literally like, "Isn't grass nice? Let's talk about grass for half an hour." And, Here's oh, a song about grass. Like, but you know how long it took him to create that grass <laughs> in his mind. <laughs> and it's this whole thing of just going, I thought it was perfect because the, what I want from Lord of the Rings is I want world building. I want I want politics. Like it's that weird thing of you know when Phantom Menace came out and everyone was like this isn't what we expect from Star Wars. Why are we all talking about senates and stuff? Whereas Lord of the Rings, I'm like, yeah, I want to know how the relationship disintegrated between like air dwarves and elves. I want to know how this happens. So, like, admittedly, I I didn't follow any of the rumors and stuff, 
So I kind of wanted it to be like a lot earlier. I wanted it to be with the actual times of the Cimarils and stuff where you have like on Angolian, you know, Angolian and stuff where it's this giant plot device spider who's basically <laughs> like, hello, I'm larger than the sun or something. And then he's just like, oh, now I've gone. And you're like, where? I would where? like to know more about this <laughs> How spider. do you hide a spider? <laughs> that is that thing. And, and the Lord of Rings just goes, oh, never mind about that, you know. <laughs> like, bye, on to the third age. Um, but they were like, no, I really thought it was brilliant. And it's got some twists and turns in it, if you haven't seen it, which really got me. And I was just like, well done, show. I was not a <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I didn't predict the twist either, like, at all. That's but, it. like, it was, it was cool. <laughs> no, I, 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 thought, I thought it was really good. And I thought it was, like... Yeah, I I thought some of some of the characters like didn't really land, and some of them I kind of like you know like the guy who played Elrond. I was a bit like, oh, he looks a bit weird. I don't know how I like about this. And then by the end, I was like, he's great. I like him. You know? <laughs> his um his friendship with like the dwarf prince, like that was the highlight for me because they yeah. the the genuinely seemed like old friends who hadn't seen yeah. each other for a while. And they were like backwards and forwards, kind of like button heads, and then kind of going back, and being like, "Oh, but the good old days." Yeah. And then kind of button yeah. up against like weird, you know, like political and like, I mean, like you were saying, like Lord of the Rings, it's all it's all about like uh, like unity and different like races. It's like it's very old fashioned, being like, "Oh, this race is this, this race is that," mm-hmm. but like it was, you know, it was written a very long time ago, but. I think people have like the handling it well now when they're like, yeah, it's about friendship. You have to have the power of friendship in Lord of the Rings, otherwise it all falls yeah. apart. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I I think the thing is though, also when people were talking about like wokedom and things like that with it, and it's like this strange thing of going, hang on, like we've already had wokedom with Peter Jackson's films because he had Arwen speak, and obviously, you know, that's. <laughs> Yeah, that's like you that's know, a very revolution. true. Like Arwen was in more than two pages in the films. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but but you know st- stuff like that, and also like I thought it was brilliant that it had like you know like black actors and stuff in it, and it kind of had like oh, there's a dwarf person like this, and and it doesn't it doesn't add up, but it's this idea of going, it's not relevant to the plot, and I kind of yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. things are getting to that now where we're going like if it's not important like you had it with um people complaining about harry potter or whatever where they went like oh hermione's now like played by uh like a black actress and everyone was like mm. what the hell and it's like it doesn't really matter to her no. character yeah no. you know like and it's, it's like, like oh it's a dwarf that's a person of color oh it's this like- is um this is definitely getting on to like kind of my kind of issue with like fandoms right now like the think the actor is the character and it's like no the character is the character like the yes. actor can be good yeah. they yeah. can be bad yeah. they can be who you think is perfect but at the end of the day like that's not the actor and <laughs> they don't have yeah. to yes. act like them on social media either oh my god <laughs> no but the whole thing but i think the whole thing sorry go yeah i think because uh, 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 Throughout the year, the, my biggest problem or issue with, like, say, trying to deal with or trying to get out of the nerdy up north community is the whole walk comments or like mindset. Because mm. I think using that word now has lost all meaning because people yeah. have jumped on it and twisted it and tried to make it into something that it, it's not. Mm. And it's kind of like you, people are using it and they don't even get what it's meant to be for yeah. now. It's just like you've got no idea, like, say, but as Jake so much better put me than me, it's not about the colour of your skin or even the agenda or anything like that. It's about if you're right for the role. Yeah. If, if you're you, if right you work, for that character. 
if if you work, it's like like we're going to have it all next year when the Little Mermaid comes out all over again. Mm. Like oh we're talking about a fictional like half human, half fish, and people are kicking <laughs> yeah. off soon that that's yeah. just the color of her skin. It, and if you have a, a massive issue with that, please go and watch the reactions of them little girls who saw representation of themselves in a fucking Disney film and tell yeah. me you don't get fucking tears in your eyes because it was beautiful to watch. It's mm-hmm. I think it's like I, I will not be watching it, not because of like wokeness or anything, just because I have absolutely zero faith left in Disney live action adaptations, <laughs> you know, after yeah. what we've had. So I'm kind of going like, I will see it maybe eventually, but it's a, mm. but it's this idea of like, you know, when you, when you get two people disagreeing and one of them, you're like, oh, that's your reason, Christ, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, not all I reasons think... are created equally. Well, you know, I, think that's, that's, I think that's the important yeah. thing about having discussions about it. But you have it yeah. online where you get a lot of people where someone's really strong opinion about something and then you boil down to it and you're like, you don't like it because you don't like it. Well, that's okay. Right, cool. Well, <laughs> that is such a that's, strong that's argument. Cool. However, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's... Yeah. Um, the other thing, obviously, oh, talking about Rings of Power, um, obviously, no, I'm surprised no one's mentioned it, but uh, Wednesday, I absolutely... I considering I've been well, so insanely busy over the last <laughs> few months. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, cool. I'll watch an episode of Wednesday. I've got time to watch one of them. And I literally I was up till three AM and I think I binged the first seven episodes or something. And I was just like <laughs> yeah. going, Oh, oh, okay. Is it is it four AM already? You know, it's like <laughs> yes. I really enjoyed it. It was I think it, you know, it's like it was that perfect thing of going like the Batman, like Joker. <laughs> where you just go, hey, you can have an extra universe. You can have a different, mm-hmm. like, branch of this, like, you know, sort of uh, thing. Like, it doesn't have to be the 90s Adams Family. It doesn't have to be, you yeah. know, the TV show Adams Family. And I really like it. I really want to see more from it. And mm-hmm. it had stuff, like, I guess the twist, like, halfway through, which was a bit of a, a, bit of a shame, because I was expecting it to kind of go, oh, you know, like, oh, all the rings. Like, yeah. like oh, let you that way. We've- we found plot holes, Graham. Me and my husband <laughs> noticed hole. one massive plot hole. You mean it's not perfect? <laughs> <laughs> Take back everything how one you person, said. How oh, yeah, one person, it was rubbish. <laughs> how she sees a vision of her friend getting attacked yeah. by the monster and he's standing right next to her. <laughs> oh, well, it's all ruined now. I can't watch it. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Spoilers! I think, I think how, I, where I think Wednesday fair, works... Though, sorry. It's the idea, though, I quite liked with the visions, because obviously it was Mm. the idea of it says, hey, they can be wrong. Like, you know, it's so it's a bit of a saving itself by basically going, hey, it could be a lie. However, it's like, hang on. Like, it's like that thing where you get like films where people are psychic and then they touch (laughs) someone and they get a vision. And then the next time they touch someone, they're like, and you didn't. Okay, right. That's a a (laughs) handy plot device there. Yeah, I do do think. Uh, Wednesday was the closest form of drug, TV-wise, that we've had in a long time. It was yes. one of the most addictive TV shows that I've seen in a while. I think that was a, the, the plus point. Um, I think with Wednesday, I, I expected it to be absolutely rubbish, and it wasn't. Mm. It was very good. It was basically, as, as I think we described it in the podcast, Harry Potter meets Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Gothic <laughs> version, though. Did and I it filled my... Hmm? Sorry, sorry. Sorry, Dan. I was just going to say how much it filled my goth heart up to its brim. <laughs> I think I said to you guys, you know, like, I'm going to watch Wednesday. And then two and a half minutes later, I was like, yeah, I'm hooked. And that was like <laughs> two and a half minutes into episode one. I, was I like, will yeah, see you later. 
Because I, I think a lot of things you, you can't, if you've got an addictive personality, uh, like I have, clearly, <laughs> like I have. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, things can grab you. And like, say, TV shows don't have, have that type of impact. You, you can watch it and you can enjoy it. But Wednesday, it was kind of like, I need me fix. I need me yeah. Wednesday fix. And like, it's like, I get an itchy thing in the heart. I need to watch that episode. I need to find out. And that, I think that's how well it did. And I know, as I said, we, we did the episode pretty much soon after. I think Grant de- demanded it from us. Demanded. <laughs> it's, uh, I could have talked about Wednesday all day. Um, funnily enough, because we've gone slightly, um, well, we haven't segued from it, but going back, you know, even the toxic fandom in relation to General Ortega. Um, being um, cast, the guy people out there giving uh, it, you know, the begin about her, um, kind of energy and that kind of thing. And it's like it was written in 1931, and her dad's name is Gomez. Gomez, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is DVD you like, expected like... to have idiots. <laughs> um, it's, it's so weird as well, where you just like, I, I love that it played into the sort of like their Spanish, well, it. Not Spanish, you know, like um, South American heritage and stuff, and just being like, yeah, and and I never clocked on because obviously I grew up with the '90s stuff, and you know, you d- it doesn't really come out in sort of like the TV show and stuff. And you're like, yeah, actually, that makes perfect sense that she's yeah. just Spanish descent, like you know, yeah, uh, Mexican but, descent. Yeah. But the know. guy who played him in the '90s, Raúl Acor, Raúl, yes, he is a, he is Hispanic, but not he never overly played into the hispanic role so you kind of you kind of blindsided by it so when you get the adaptation from the tv show of gomez who is in my eyes perfectly cast and looks at as gomez as you would see him drawn from the 30s and i thought it was just genius move i think like raul julia was like very like a very like glamorous like shakespearean like type of person and I think a lot of people have glommed onto that being like, oh, well, Gomez is like the coolest guy in the entire world. And it's like, no, he's a little freak. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he's, a little, he's, a little, he's a little frog-eyed little pudding. Like, that's <laughs> the best way to describe him. He's a sex pest. He's always just trying to just bang Morticia. Which, hey, she's a You can't say it's a bad thing. So that's the main thing. But yeah, uh, Wednesday was probably uh, one of the biggest My surprises, favorites. I would say, for the... Uh, but yeah, good choice there. What about you, Sammy? Last one. I'm going to the... make this very, very short and sweet because we did an episode on it. I think potentially it could be a talk to death. Um, it was the summer phenomenon, which was <laughs> Stranger Things season four, and Ooh, I couldn't. This... I've never heard of that. Yeah, My goodness, <laughs> Graham. Um, but yeah, it was. I have never in a long time seen a television show take people. <laughs> I've got mine right here. Oh. I went. Yeah, I was. I was going to say I went to go and buy that one the other day. Upside down to <laughs> Yes, but yeah. It, Where did you want to I, buy it? <laughs> I have never experienced in a very long time a television show that took us into such hype, into such theories, into such conversations than what season four did to us and not just the fact that we got the amazing character of Eddie Munson because let's face it he was fucking phenomenal it was the just the fucking buzz and the build-up of it it was oh I didn't Mm. want I didn't want the ride to end and that's like tv viewing aside it was the whole like it was it felt like the build-up that I got leading mm-hmm. up to me marvels and me star wars and shit like that so yeah yeah i'll, I'll keep it short and sweet because we did a whole fucking episode on it oh no um, I, I, I don't have to like i say if, uh, it was like says 
once in a lifetime TV show that came around. I don't think there'll be anything like it again. Um, mm. They've got to stick the landing now, though. Like, there's a yeah. lot of pressure on the last season. Um, I think I think it's of... gonna. I think the hype's gonna drop off massively because I think. Jake, people... stop it! No, no. I just, I just mean because you know what, like nerd people are like they whip themselves into a frenzy, and then yeah. as soon as something doesn't go the way they want it, yeah, like, I hate true. this now. When can you remember a time like we, like we were what we were like in the summer when this came out? Yeah. Like from the from the very first part over with, and then we're like just theorizing and working out where we're going to go for the last two episodes. And I know people said like it may have dragged on a bit for them. Personally, for me, I could have watched fucking more of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I just I just loved that time. I loved that energy into conversations. And it wasn't bitchy conversations and it wasn't nasty ones. It was just... Well, I this... bitched a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> That's why I wasn't on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I but just... no, it, it did actually make me the hype and like the, the good things you were saying. It did actually make me pick up in middle of season two where i'd left it off randomly and i just uh, netflix remembered and i was like i'll just start from where i stopped yes netflix <laughs> always remembers <laughs> and i was up to date by the time of the finale i think like by the weekend the last two bits came out or whatever. yeah i, mean, I my, think my two cents my two cents about stranger things season four it's weird because obviously everyone loved it and a lot of people joined then but i still think season one is the best i still mm-hmm. my yeah. personal favorite is that season one is so chilling the it's so oppressive it's got this wonderful atmosphere to it and you really care about stuff and season four is like it's amazing but it's this idea of going it's it's another series whereas like like you're saying there jake season two is weird because it's like this this void where i kind of it's like um you've got to get through season two to enjoy season three (laughs) season season two is not a bad series but it feels like one of those uh new uh, methods there's a lot of things or whatever where as soon as you watched it you forget season two so you basically i watched it i watched it again and then i watched season three and i can tell you what happens in season three and tell you what happens in season four and season one and then like wait what happens in season two i know sam's in it and i know that you know (laughs) oh the hero um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then and then you just go, oh, and then you rewatch it, and then a week later, I'm like, what? What? I don't know. It's like, well, they had, they had like a whole side X Men side plot where she, yeah. she found a group of mutants. Oh, that was so. <laughs> like, glad. I'm cool. so glad they have not revisited like that, that or even about <laughs> it. We yeah. have to accept it will come back in season five. Like season 100%. five will bring that into it. I love oh. to finish. I love to finish off ties. But what I liked about season four as well because it revolutionised TV in a way. Because even after the episode had been broadcast, the makers were go- going back in on Netflix and re-editing scenes. And oh, re-editing the George things. Lucas wet dream. Is that what you're yes. describing? Yeah. No, yes. But they did, it well. my mind. <laughs> they, they did it well this time. Like, see, I'm going to go back to the Lucas thing. And fucking shot <laughs> first. Fuck you. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, like I said, that had not been done. Like normally, if it's like put out there, it's like fuck, it's gone, it's there. But they've, they've changed aspects. But yeah, like I think. This was one of the best marketed TV shows in the country. and what's come after it as well, like all yeah. the merchandise as well. Like you've got yeah. the t-shirt we we guys ripped off the t-shirt for Nerdy Up North Cult. Um <laughs> I think I've, lot- I've got I've got the bookmarks of the Nerdy Up North Cult one. <laughs> I think as well the 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 merchandise on top I mean there's merchandise everywhere, you can't deny that, but I think the way that they did it with Primark in the UK. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like everyone, it was accessible. 
the after that episode. Yeah. yeah. And how how hard be honest, so how hard, hard was it to get a Hellfire T-shirt for a month? We all in the group oh. chat were like, right, if you find one, these are the sizes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get it sorted. <laughs> we were yeah. like. Because I think that's why I said to Paul, just do a nerdy up normal, because yeah. I can't get a real one. Just do <laughs> a nerdy up normal. Right. <laughs> I, I, my, my, my drag friend, uh, Baron LeVay, wanted one of them, and I trekked around all the Primarchs I could find, and they were oh. like, nope, we only have them in like extra, extra large. It's yeah, That's fine uh, with me, you should have got us one. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but the, the, the one thing I, I really loved, and I, and I think I'm so glad after 10 years of like fully-fledged streaming services, they're starting to realise this, they don't have to be restricted Restricted to the constraints of a forty-five minute to fifty-five minute runtime, yeah. they can be yeah. like, "Hi, this is episode three. It's two hours long." Episode because we four, need it to be. be an hour and a half. Yeah, because we. It's because we need it to be. Yeah, they don't have to go. Oh shit! This has to be strapped down for NBC. We have to get it down to this. No, just no. bang it all in as long as it flows and as yeah. long as it yeah. runs. Keep it. And do you know what? If more shows do that. Then the quality of television will just outstrip it will, movies. Yeah, yeah. it'll so movies will be. I think films is now starting to become a thing of mm-hmm. the past. Like, do we do we get excited for movies anymore? I mean, not in, in, in movies. Do. In, in, <laughs> in movies, you can't be like, let's go back to the Russian prison for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, that fucking prison went wrong a bit long, but, uh, but yes. That um, fucking storyline, the Russian one, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm over this. Like, it was just very go silly. <laughs> but, yeah. but it did give us characters that were loved, so that, that's yes, the yeah. thing. That's but it, it'll be interesting to see how they end it. Um, yes. that, that's because they've got to stick the end in now. If they fucked that up, they've ruined pretty much everything. But uh, They've ruined my what, life. One of the things I want to ask as well, because like, so with it being a year review, is it? Has there been any surprises this year for you? That is the next peacemaker. Yeah. Was it just I a dance or... that too. <laughs> just just James Gunn given the you know, given the reins to a TV show about Peacemaker and no yeah. one thought it would be any good and holy shit was it amazing. <laughs> Lip syncing into a fucking vibrator, man. That has got to be probably the highest <laughs> of my life, not just the year. That scene, now I, I was buckled. I was. It's not. It takes a lot to get me like uncontrollably laughing out loud, and I was in fucking kinks for about an hour after seeing just that one little bit. It was brilliant, <laughs> I, and I could see him then. I did. I could see him in his little tiny whities. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, Pacemaker was like up there. Like, I give us the like. Say, the, I, I love it that the band got dropped by the label. That, uh, like a, f- a month before oh, the, they released, uh, yeah, before released, and then it blew up big style. Um, I thought that was like a nice little happy story. But like I said, a, a DC character that shouldn't have worked that no one really gave a damn about, and it just it shows you you can do superheroes, and it doesn't have to be about Batman. It doesn't have to be about Superman. It doesn't have to be the big ones as long as it's done well. Yeah, I, I think the thing is, though, it's like the, you know, you've got DC, like, you know, obviously con- controversial at the minute, but I'm done. I'm kind of sick of DC trying to make a universe. I know they're trying to do it and they've got James Gunn in and they're going to reboot the like the mm. cinematic universe. And I'm just like, yeah, but the whole problem is that you're going to it like it's going to be a universe and that's not what happened with marvel that's no. you know like marvel basically went here's iron man oh that did really well we'll make a sequel oh we'll make this one. Oh, wouldn't it be fun if we tied this bit in and it kind of it feels more Generic. organic what happened yeah whereas dc have gone like oh we're gonna make the justice league and you're like you can't make the justice league before you've made 
all of the films to do with the characters in this. Otherwise, and then the Justice League was what it was. Like, well, whatever you think of the Snyder Cut, uh, it's it doesn't work as a film. I feel. <laughs> well, let's just see what happens because the three biggins. Uh, Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck are suing DC and Warner Brothers for contracts because of their movies being scrapped by James Gunn. So <laughs> let's just see Whoa. what happens with that. Like, Bat- <laughs> like Batista said in the uh, holiday special, like, oh, actors. Affleck's got to get paid, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Affleck's not, not going about his contract over Batman. It's the uh, promise of Directing a Batman movie, yeah, and he was going to do that stripped. He was going to do Asylum. like a Batman movie, and yeah. then they just went, "Now nah, we're going to go with this yeah. the Batman thing." And yeah, then, his version yeah. was going to be Ark- the the script of uh, I think it got leaked was going to be the Arkham Asylum. It was going to be well, Batman he... locked in Arkham and getting mm. trying to get, get out. out. Oh, was... the Grant Morrison one. I, I mean, yeah. I, the thing is, the thing is with the DC stuff. I'm a massive DC fan. Um, like I was saying, I don't care about actors. Like Henry Cavill is a man; he's not Superman. <laughs> like I don't care who <laughs> yes. plays him. But um, like the doing, the doing my dream. The the they said that we're gonna make like the animated, like the DC animated yeah. series and movie. And I'm like, yep, you've got the blueprint. Like I've been saying <laughs> for years. Just call Paul Dini and be like, "Can we buy your stories, mate?" And I'm cool. sure he'll be like, it's "Cool." Am- yeah. It's yes. amazing how the animated movies are far and beyond better than the actual live action ones. I mean, if anyone's like Jones and for Justice League, just like go watch the, the Justice League uh, and then Justice League Unlimited that was on Cartoon yeah. Network. Yes. Torrent, torrent it. Like, it's just great. And you get to meet all the characters and you'll be happy by the end. You it will. actually I've rounds off it. the Batman story as well, like at the end of Unlimited. They were just like, oh, let's do our last episode of Batman. I'm like, okay. Yep. <laughs> um, if you want to just watch something with Arkham Asylum, just play Batman Arkham Asylum. Cause it's yeah, it's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, read the comic. Read the yeah. comic. It's very good. But, but I think so, my, point, my point is that when you try and make a franchise, you you mess it up kind of thing. It's better mm. to be like organic. Like, like I would happily, if they tied the Joker movie with um, the Batman somehow or something like that, I'd be like, yeah. And then that could naturally all do it. But now they've kind of gone, no, 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 we're going to make our own <laughs> thing. And then they can run separate. And you're like, but, but they um. might be more successful than the thing you're trying to, and I feel it might be that way. I feel like the sequel yeah. to the Batman might be more popular than whatever James Gunn, puts out but obviously i, I want well, to share James optimism see. that it might be brilliant we can only yeah, we wait shall, and see we shall see but um any other surprises for anyone else other than peace that i can think of uh, i'm not gonna say I... uh annoyingly you might might not all have watched it but uh curveball rupaul's drag race season four uh yes. of the uk stuff which was mm-hmm. television, so it do- it is relevant. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah I watched it. Good. It, it was good. Watched... Like, I, I, I watched from... it. It was good. That's it. I, I've heard from behind the scenes it was a bit guided. Like you know, the, the, I think the producers were a bit like, "Hey, maybe we should inject this kind of thing." But mm-hmm. it was very interesting television, and it was wonderful having after something has a lull where basically people are going, "Oh God, am I going to watch the next season?" Oh, it's a bit mm. kind of yes. I think we, I've had again, like we talked about fatigue, drag race for fatigue now. Because yeah. what we've got, we'll get all stars. We've got we had UK versus the world. We've had so Canada much. versus the world. And it's just like it's... there's not there's not a break now where RuPaul or some other person uh, is, <laughs> it's really is, difficult. is 
do, doing it doing a podcast and preparing for like sort of drag con and stuff like that and just being like and there's so many seasons that someone's like oh it's such and such and i'm like who's that and i'm like oh they were on season what what the fuck's that you know and, and i'm sitting there like, <laughs> i am massively not keeping up with this but like like goodwill was saying i don't think it's possible to keep up with it all it's like marvel it's like going what what there's a new thing over here because uh, <laughs> no, but i i, I just I, wanted to shout out that i i thought it was a very good season and mm-hmm. it was it was wonderful having a community of people especially in the gay community like hanging out and going to viewing parties and stuff yeah. for it and everyone mm-hmm. talking about each episode and stuff like that and it was like and me good. sitting at home on tiktok watching said viewing parties like a shadow <laughs> that i am <laughs> Yes. That's weird. That's like kind of meta. That you're it's so of, meta. You're, it's like I am Google watching. Box, but yeah. <laughs> I am. I am watching Queens and an audience. Then said, "Watch program that I have already seen." <laughs> yes, I sat and did that. I really okay. enjoyed the see. I really enjoyed that season, and I dropped off RuPaul's Drag Race a yeah. few years ago. It was just there was nothing different and the queens were all the same and then Danny Beard came in and went oh yeah. fresh air yeah, yeah. I, I like this one because people thought they were better than they were in this season and when they got found out you could see the the confidence drop a little bit but my um like because normally I watch all of them like say I'm all for Rose Drag Race but the Australian one was terrible I've watched it I was yeah. like this is just the worst thing I've ever seen <laughs> um I think I only asked for two episodes and that's not me because I'm like it normally only gets interesting after like the third or fourth episode because that's when you start getting like the queens. But there was like none of these queens have any redeeming features. But that's it. I, I think if I wanted to watch a show where I couldn't actually like um, relate or care about any of the characters, I'd rewatch Discovery. But yeah, um, probably my biggest surprise as well, just to name a few. Uh, the monsters not being as horrendous as, as I was expecting. Yeah, that yeah. was a surprise. Yeah, yeah just go uh, watch the old monsters if you want. If you want to watch the monsters. Um, <laughs> being a, getting a resurgence in a few, like the gritty grindhouse horror in X. That was a, yes. a big change. Um, like I said, seeing like the porn industry exposed it a little bit. It was quite funny in that. It was awesome. Um, but Pearl was not very good though. I haven't watched Pearl. No, I didn't it's watch not very Pearl. good. Um, <laughs> it's not well, like X. <laughs> but the big show for me, and again, I know I've banged on about with the last couple of episodes before we've started, um, probably <laughs> the, be- the best British uh, reality TV show that's just basically a live action Among Us, uh, The Traitors. Uh, so <laughs> I enjoyed it so much. I binged watched the Australian one over Christmas. And the Australian one is even better because they are a lot smarter than the UK people. So they <laughs> figure stuff out and... Uh, uh, again, I'll not give any spoilers if anyone's interested, but uh, the premise is basically people get picked to, to murder people during the night. So you get to, and like, and then during the day, they've got to do tax to earn money, but you've got to work out who the who the traitors are. So you've got a, the UK one was twelve people, and I think the Australian was tw- was twenty. So they had three murderers, uh, traitors on the UK. And then four ones and things, but they're so conniving and backstabbing. And honestly, like it's trash TV. Like, like RuPaul's Drag Race early series was trash TV. This takes it to a new level of bitchiness and nastiness. And honestly, I was there for it and I loved it. But anyway, like, say, even if you don't like Claudia Wilkman, she is annoying cow. But watch <laughs> the show. Uh, watch the show. She, it is absolutely hilarious and. It brings out true human nature. That's the thing. And how yeah. people react to, and the paranoia is so fucking real. It's hilarious. 
can see you put it on the banner as well on the video. Oh, <laughs> I knew he was going to bring it up. I'm, I'm going to watch it because I've been loving. I've been loving this like renaissance of like absolute trash reality TV. It's like being back in the 2000s again. Like Real all that um, Married at First Sight Australia and like crap oh, like that. God. It's like, it's insane. Like the Australian production companies are getting up to some, it feels illegal at times. Like oh, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Like they sit in the room and this guy's like, like plotting to kill people for the, on that <laughs> evening. And like they're talking about saying, oh, this person, I trust him with my life. And he's just sitting there going, yeah, yeah, I would never do that to you. And he's just like, you fucking <laughs> cunt. <laughs> <laughs> But you end up like, see, I, I watched the, the final episode um, and I got in, yeah, like, I, I put, made a post on the page and a few people as well, like, I was screaming at the TV, like, standing up <laughs> saying, don't you fucking trust that little bastard? He's, he's playing you like a, a fiddle. But the, <laughs> like, like, it's so emotional. It's so well done. And again, as, as, uh, as uh, Jake said, it's proper old school trash that we've not had in a long time. And, um, there's an Amer- there's a I think the next ones is going to be an American and a celebrity one soon. Oh, the celebrity hell, one yeah. will be awful. <laughs> the celebrity will be awful because like I say, but it's just the fact that normal human beings are trying to fuck each other over for money, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> but yes, so that that was my last little tip bit. Awesome. So we're going to wrap this up and say our goodbyes. Yeah, Grant. I think Grant put his hand up. I saw it. Oh. I just wanted to chuck one more in there in relation to one that's. Um surprised us and because we've spoke a little bit about toxic fandom i don't really think we can not talk about it because it went it, it went up against toxic fandom with a level of savagery that i don't think tv's ever done she hulk yeah oh god <laughs> and miss marvel uh, she hulk and miss marvel both marvel standouts for this year i think yeah yeah um i absolutely adored she hulk i wasn't familiar with the comics um or mm-hmm. anything like that but when i seen it advertised i was like what so it, it it's ali mchulk <laughs> pretty, much, yeah. pretty much yeah that's a yeah, really good way of describing out? it um but it, it was the fact that they preempted all of the the shitty awful internet reactions to what they were going to do and it's like they were always one step ahead of the game <laughs> with how the world was reacting to what they were doing i thought that was absolutely bloody brilliant yeah because I, I think like didn't they save it like the the start of the second episode was like all of the online tiktoks saying exactly what had been yeah. being said about the first episode <laughs> and totally it's like much. i mean it is it is easy to predict i mean all of us are like involved in like online moderation like it's mm-hmm. been this way for years the only weird thing about She-Hulk was like, well, they're having to like crack at their own visual effects team in the last episode yeah. when they were like, yeah. oh, the animators, they've already been moved on to the next project. And yeah. I'm like, that's an actual real, like, scary thing that is happening to Marvel animators. I didn't really understand what they were going for with that, but I liked it overall. It was silly. <laughs> it's exactly it was very how self- I pictured it. It was very self-aware type thing. I, mean, yeah. I think that was yeah. the big thing. Um, and if, I know, I know you, you'll, have everything to say because I know you're a big fan, Sam. But I think we'll, it's going to be telling what we're going to see in Deadpool three, along the same yeah. way. Mm. I think that's going to be very telling to what we got in She Hulk. Yeah, it's um, it's it's exactly how I I pictured Jennifer to be on the screen. I'm a huge uh Jennifer Waters fan from the comics. She's actually sitting right behind us with the. Uh, our first issue, which is worth absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, she is exactly how I imagined her to be the 
visual in human form and in Jennifer form. I absolutely loved it. I wasn't even cross at the CGI and how she looked. I just took it for what it was. Um, I was more interested in the personality side than how she she looked. She's always mm-hmm. going to be, she, you know, it's tall, green, you know, <laughs> long dark hair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely adored She Hulk so much. Mm. I liked it how they sexualized her a bit as well. Made like cause they've not Fuck done that yeah. with the Marvel. They've not done that with the Marvel <laughs> character. In this like we've got a uh, superhero that's horny. I thought that was no. Hilarious. Actually, that's um that's something that Andor creator said. They were like they wouldn't let me do a sex scene. Like and like and, was it between pretty... two Wookies though? No, no. <laughs> I love the Wookie. But uh, <laughs> but no, like I think like like you were saying before, like superheroes are like it's very like sexless, and Lord of the Rings is very like sexless. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's weird when you take a step back and think about it, but it's just what we all grew up with, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. yeah, and yeah. yeah, and yet you Google Thor, and oddly enough, people are not without ideas about the subject. <laughs> yeah, as we found out about the thirsty, how thirsty they are. The Thor on the first, nerdy up north page. Absolutely. I'm guilty. I am guilty as hell. You filthy animals. But yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, so that's been our kind of summary of the year that's been. I think that we've summarized it quite well. I think did all right. Yeah. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground. We were mm-hmm. very positive. We kept all the negative because we could have went into some <laughs> negative shit. And so we kept them out. So movies, mm-hmm. you know which ones you are. We don't need to bring it up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's wrap this bad boy. Oh, well, firstly, before I go any further, I just want to mention that my friend has started a um, Kickstarter for her trading cards that was post on the Facebook community. And I have just found out right now that she has actually been funded for her first year and have oh, been thanked her. for letting me, letting them, them post on the group. So thank you, everyone. Oh, amazing. Well Thanks. done. <laughs> what, 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 and what are they called? Good question. <laughs> oh, it's Lindsay I'm really sorry. The artist's name, it's Lindsay. I can't think of her surname. I'm so sorry. Lindsay Armitage. Um, if you go and check her artwork out, she is absolutely amazing. I met her last year at your Comic Con and we will be there again with her this year. She is an incredible artist. Trading cards, if you're into trading cards, unreal. But I I don't, I don't get it. No, do you have most trading cards next? Yeah. (laughs) I get to be the most powerful one. (laughs) I get to be a shiny. rankings. And, and Graham, do you want to plug your ex- experience that's coming yes, up? Yes, I do. I'm, uh, I, yeah, things have been insane lately, but it's basically, um, next week is RuPaul's DragCon 2023. Hey. Uh, and it is in London, and I will be there with the rest of the Girl Podcast crew. So we will be doing live things, we will be interviewing people, we'll, we'll be making podcasts clips to basically edit into later episodes and stuff so basically i just want to say that if you're not following them already you uh, give myself the velvet snatch and girl global which is g-u-r-l global uh give them a follow on instagram or go to dot com and stuff uh, if you're interested in seeing the crazy stuff we put out over the course I of doing follow it you. <laughs> hey, you, i follow you i follow your podcast i follow your your uh, Velvet Snatch page two. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's, it's, it's to be fair, getting this bloody logo sorted, getting that organized, and getting t shirts ordered and stuff when incredibly ill <laughs> has been like, oh, great. He's just kind of <laughs> crawling out your deathbed, basically, be like, hang on, I need to open, open Photoshop. 
<laughs> Hang on, I need can to I... get printing quotes. You know, and he's sitting there being like, could I can just I... die? Can I ask you something, though? Yeah. It's it's it's, it's either going to be a favour or a task. Okay, oh, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> or an order. <laughs> I'll, I'll get the boss out, out later. Um, oh, if you could get one of the, the big queens, the say, uh, join Nerdy Up North or... Oh, say something on camera or yeah, on video and send us that. I will. That, I will. Be that very will thankful. take all of my skill <laughs> to segue that into a conversation. But we're gonna do it. <laughs> so, to, be, to be fair, a couple of them are actual friends of mine, so they do it without any questions. But like, <laughs> getting someone random, like sort of like Diamante or something, and be like, "Hey, could you just say this?" They probably would actually. <laughs> yes. You could get them to say anything. I could, yeah. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, that that should be uh, really fun. So follow those. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Uh, Jake, have you got any Twitch plans? Um, the only plan I've got. It's going to happen at some point this year. Don't know when. Don't know how. Don't know who. Why? Anything. We're going to have some kind of horrible Mario Party nightmare <laughs> party where everyone has to play, and there'll be forfeits if you lose. <laughs> uh, a awesome. horrible. Wheel of Death kind of situation. I did not agree to this. <laughs> is there a way of speeding Mario Party up though? Because my no. my horrible thing is it's every going time to I play be Mario four Party, you can't <laughs> the animations, and it's just like, oh god, please. No, just give me there my is turn. there is a thing in the nerd world where people think Mario Party that's fun. <laughs> it's like it is not fun. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, and I am going to show the people. <laughs> but yeah, we want to have some. We want to have some more antagonistic fun on the Twitch because that seems to be our most popular content. Uh, <laughs> I'm not playing Sonic again. Fuck off. Um, Sonic 3 race. It has no. to happen. Maybe I'll put that on the wheel. <laughs> oh, the pain. Um, Sam? Yes? You want to plug your shit? Yes. I have. <laughs> Starting very soon, I will have a Game of Thrones slash House of the Dragon series coming. I am literally trying to piece together the best way to do it, and I will be speaking with Grant on how to sort that out. Um, but yes, that is my next upcoming thingy-ma-bob. <laughs> and that'll be on the Patreon as well? where we. Yeah, so you will bit. have to. You will have to join Patreon to hear my dulcet tones and the voice of the BBC. <laughs> Not the voice of the BBC, the voice that was on the BBC. Um, cool. But yeah, you need to join Patreon, so do it. And what about and Grant, anything to plug? Um, well... No, not really. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> joining me on Patreon. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I'm still doing some stuff on Twitch. I've moved on from talking about Greek mythology to talking about the Christians now because uh, mm-hmm. I'm doing a run-through of Dante's Inferno. Um, my son Jacob is also going to be doing a full run-through of Assassin's Creed Odyssey when he's down. We're just gonna, he's not going to play in between so people can tune in on that. Um, the Facebook page is still going really well, so find the Nerdy Up North Facebook page. And shameless plug, now I've got a laptop capable of being able to mix down my vocals for our last recording. Uh, there's going to be some music coming out from uh, the project that me and Jake do, along with Adam, who did the Nerdy Up North um, theme tune, Yay. and Paul, who is our amazing uh, synth wizard in the group as well. <laughs> so uh, I'm not spelling it out because I can't remember how to spell my own band name, but it's Acheronteistic. Yes. Um, it's so annoying to try and tag you. <laughs> Never spell it properly. It's I'm the just damn like, moth like, you know, from Silence of the Lambs. All right. <laughs> exactly. Google Google changing the Science band name to the Cheeky Girls just so it's more memorable. <laughs> <laughs> just so I can tag you. Yeah. 
And just to show as well, there is plans of doing an after hours with Goodwill and Donna. I don't know how well that'll go. We'll see. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is the first time here. <laughs> the midnight hour. Again, I did not agree to this. <laughs> I, will Help me. I will have a, very shortly have a list of the extra content that you can pick up on Patreon, which is now of live i believe we we have it open and you can also join us on the facebook group and on social media instagram and tiktok and twitch twitch.tv slash no no i got this cool thing (laughs) also charlotte's book club will be doing a a new launch this month i believe um that we're gonna work on bringing extra content onto the youtube channel for and just to announce as well, because we are looking to do the, get the, like showcase a lot of uh, other yes. nerdy businesses or uh, nerdy uh, nerdy north in the north. Uh, like <laughs> I can't get my words out now. It's just like, nerdy north people. Nerd. This north has nerds. been the longest one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's definitely been longer. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure the dinner party. The dinner party one was longer, but. Um, <laughs> We are, we have a special guest coming on in uh, January thirteenth. We're yes, doing we uh, do. Friday. The, we're doing a Friday the thirteenth. We've got the lovely creator of Bleeding Marvelous joining us. Uh, she's a lovely lady called Dan. She will be telling us all about how she got started. Like her Facebook group, group page has over, like, I think it's about thirty six thousand followers. Amazing. And she runs, goes to conventions, selling stuff. So she's met some really interesting people. So. She's going to be a little bit of a firecracker and have some interesting stories to tell. So that so, is yes. what we're doing throughout this year is promoting Nerdy Up North's creators, artists, business owners. So if you do have one and you're part of the Facebook community group, please reach out to either me or Paul and we can sort dates and stuff out for you to come and join us and talk all about your wonderful creations. Certainly. But yes, but that's it. Um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking Thank with us you. in the chat as well. I think these have been awesome. Uh, as well, view wise as well, just so that you know, oh, we have had some of the most highest numbers of views <laughs> yes, in, I noticed. Uh, on this podcast tonight as well, which has been yes. amazing. So <laughs> so everyone tag works. So fuck everyone who hates. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank but you we so love you much. all. Yes, we do. Yes, we fuck love everyone, you. but also we, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> And, oh, and I can see, and I can see the new king has just joined us. Uh, oh, my liege. <laughs> <laughs> as, we're, as we're leaving there, but yes. Um, so same bat time, same bat channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 It is to twenty twenty three, bitches.